But that's our tagline. It's all about the fun. Now dig on this. What up, my friends hey and family and other f- people? Hey there. Let's let's start that again. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Brenton's really on the ball this episode, All listeners. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here All we right. go. We're starting in. <laughs> what up, folks? Whoa. This is me, Brenton from Classic <laughs> Movie Banter, introducing you to Classic Movie Banter. Whoa. You know that podcast where me, that guy Brenton, and that other guy Nathan. I'm over here. We talk about films that are 20 years or older. 20 years. We tell you, our careful cucumbers, if those films are still worth, worth watching today. <laughs> or, or not, you know. And more importantly, if they're worth uh, putting on a on your screen on a Thursday night, sitting down with a bunch of mates and having a good old watcheroo. Oh. Nathan, we got through the intro. It's all good. We did. We're, but we're, more imp- we're, we're into the app. <laughs> more importantly, Brenton, we've gotten through 2020. It's over. We're done. <laughs> the year is done. We're in 2021, motherfucker. Woo! This is nuts, man. It's nuts that we're finally out of the 2-0. You know what I mean? I know. This was just an insane time for yeah. everyone. And uh, I hope for our listeners at home that you managed to stay safe and that things are hopefully going better now. And if they're not, our thoughts are with you at the moment. But uh, on the other hand... Thanks, everyone, for a wonderful year of support of classic movies. And, and I think it was the year, really, for it to sit down, watch some old movies. Because you know what? Cinema kind of died in the arse, didn't it, oh, Nathan? didn't it? <laughs> like, what a tumult. Jesus, like, especially watching, like, the, the like all the major theatre chains in America. It's like, ha- like, like, slowly lose their minds over the years. It's like more and more the major, you know, six companies are just doing more streaming service stuff. It was already on a, bal- like, a tight balancing act anyway. So just seeing it finally topple yep. over and just seeing everyone lose their minds, it was fascinating to watch, wasn't it? And by fascinating, I mean horrible with all these like local like theaters losing business. I was going to say fascinating is an interesting choice of words, but yes, I understand what you're saying. It was like it was like a car crash. It's like you can't take your eyes off it. No. So while modern cinema died, you and I, you and I, Brenton, were like, oh, thank God we don't talk about that. <laughs> we're in the classic business. Except for today, yeah, it was interesting, Brenton. wasn't it? Because like a lot of content creators started just reviewing old movies, and it was like we 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 were we were, we the, were the first. No one's talked about an old movie before us. <laughs> all we do is talk about old movies. Now you guys all are. How does it feel? How does it feel to know that we were setting the trends before you? And then they've they've got they've got way larger audiences, but that's okay because we love our we love our fine folk, our, our little audience here. Oh. Thank you for listening again. Tell you oh. what, you don't need your 3D movies, you don't need your bloody IMAX screens for your classics, do you, listeners? You just you just got us and you got an iPad or you got a TV at home. That's all you bloody need. Mate, do you remember 3D cinema and how it was going to be the next <laughs> big thing? Hey, man, James Cameron's still making Avatar 2, man. He's going to bring it back. You wait. Do you remember, like, 3D TVs? Like, everyone oh, had to get geez. a fucking 3D TV. And they came, like, they came with the stupid glasses and everyone was like, Oh, I've got fucking 3D TV in my house. And it lasted all of, like, one, one viewing of Avatar on Blu-ray and then it was never used again. Do they even sell 3D TVs anymore? Like... No, I don't think so. You frequent electronic stores, Brenton. Like, (laughs) do you see them on the show? I haven't seen the 3D TV on the shelf for a while. Oh, wow. There you go. (laughs) You're just, like, going up to the glass and going, is this only two dimensions? (laughs) You're just flicking it. (laughs) But, like, what are, like, a a counterintuitive design? I reckon if they can make 3D in a way that doesn't involve any glasses required, I think they'll be good to go. 
I also got to confess, Brenton, I find curved TVs as stupid. I kind of do too. Like I, I, like, I think like curved screens is a is a personal preference of obviously whether it's a monitor, whether it's a projector, that'd be pretty fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, in my opinion, I just like I like I like look, I like it flat. You know what I mean? Like I just <laughs> like a flat a flat. Jesus, screen. Brenton, you're opening yourself up to a joke I don't want to make. <laughs> Maybe we should tell the listeners what we are here for today. What are we here for? There's no movie I've watched. <laughs> That's a good this point. Week. Why are we here? We're just we're just twiddling our thumbs at this point. Um, look, all right. Look, before we go into 2021, we got to look back, Brenton, because every fucking movie person this time of year decides to you know talk about 2020 as a whole, and we do it here in fun ways and classic movie banter. You know, that's our tagline. It's all about the fun. You know, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is that our tagline? I don't know. Is that on our logo, my friend? Because I have never heard that it's, mentioned. It's in once like size two font, like in in like in, in a color identical to the background logo. So like you just you got to really we read squint. the fine print, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We actually have the whole TNCs in the logo. You just have to squint. Um, but yeah, so we, we're going to do some segments we did oh last year. Um, listeners, there's time codes everywhere. We just need to have some fun, all right? <laughs> I'm going to continue this There's time this codes everywhere. There's time <laughs> codes everywhere. Just pick one. It'll take you to some fun. So, something out of all this year. Like, we're going we're gonna to pitch you a 2020 movie. We're going to talk about all the films that came out this year. We're, we're cutting our 20-year little rule loose again as we do this time of year. We're, we're ranking the movies we've discussed. We're handing out awards. We're doing everything this up, Brenton. We're, we're having an extravaganza. Oh. An extravaganza? Yes. Please, Nathan. <laughs> I'm twirling my cane. I'm holding up my hat. Pop your party poppers. You know, put on your party hats. Get down and boogie Ooh. to us on Classic Movie Banter. Our voices are pretty bopping, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just get ready for some good old uh, good old times. We're just here to like let you know what we thought of the movies from 2020, but also the movies we've watched this year on this show. So, Nathan, let's get into it. All right. Do you have a question for me? I do. Let's start off this this, this show, Brenton, by going straight to the Hollywood exec offices. They're still vacated. <laughs> They're all freaking out because one woman <laughs> made no money. So, look, <laughs> we're going to start by doing probably my favorite part of this whole episode. We're going to pitch a movie set in 2020. So, you you know, years from now, you know, when, when you know, 2020 nostalgia hits, which probably will never happen because of how fucking horrendous the year was, but Hollywood inevitably will want to set films in 2020. Remember the great year that was 2020. So, Brenton, I want you, as a Hollywood exec in, in a future year, let's say 2040 or something like that, to pitch me your ideal movie, your most 2020 movie set in 2020. What's the premise? Basically, this is the movie that is going to bring people back to the cinema. Oh, finally. This is the thing that I think is going to be relatable, entertaining, action-packed, and romantic as fuck. Oh, Brenton, I'm hooked. Basically, this is going to be set in 2020, but also be a superhero film. Because we've been starved of those, Nathan. Basically, we've had Wonder Woman and some new mutants or some shit, but like, there's been no MCU releases. No, how have we lived? <laughs> my, my my breakfast plate's empty most mornings. We're gonna introduce a new character into the MCU Ooh. that is not a Marvel property. Oh, wow! It is not an original. It's an original character. It's a Feige creation or a Brenty creation. Oh, if okay. You like. So I'm a Disney exec. Very interesting. Okay. Who who, yes, yes, who could yes. enter the MCU at this point, Brenton? What do the Avengers do when COVID hits? Well, they get the perfect Avenger that can fight the COVID, that can fight the bat spread. Nathan. <laughs> oh, no, Brenton. It's not Batman, but it's Mask Man. And here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Basically, can you imagine uh, a hero, not flying, but someone just walking down the street, literally just covered 
in disposable masks. <laughs> is this like the shitty like blue masks? Like the, like the standard like... Absolutely, oh, yeah. Geez. The surgical masks. Okay. He's covered from head to toe, right? But his, his, his main power is sanitization. So basically, Jesus. this hero like jets out like Spider-Man would when he, when he squeezes his fingers together. Okay. Instead of a web coming out, some, sani- <laughs> some oh, sanitizer comes out. Okay. <laughs> it just like squats out, right? Right. right. But it's like... He has different options. He can either give you the one that's the hand sanny that you like rub into yourself, or it's got that fucking spray that you get that just goes. Ch-ch. Like he can sanitize anything. He's here oh, to wow. stop the COVID spread. He's here to fight it, Nathan. Ooh. He's here to put a stop to it so we can all go back to our daily activities. <laughs> okay, so so he's 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 running about the streets, you know, squirting innocent civilians who may or may not have COVID. Yes. So basically, what's happening is that he's just discovered that he's got these powers. Right, Ooh, man. Okay. Right, but the but <laughs> but the truth of it is is that he's actually a delivery rider. Okay, like <laughs> that's what he does in his like his day to day job. Right. Okay. He's he, you know and, and and his business is shutting down because a lot of the restaurants can't of op- the small businesses can't operate. You know, with regular clientele. So. He realizes that he needs to start sanitizing stuff because he's just got this power after drinking half a liter of Jesus. sanitizer. <laughs> he took no, he took Trump's advice. He injected himself with like whatever it was, like, like the exactly. bleach. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, his exactly. Nathan. He's just been filling himself to the brim of all like all all cleaning products. You know, ones built for human use and others. Jeez. As well. And he's and he he has these powers now. But Nathan. Who's that at the pizza place that he can see? Oh, is that a romantic interlude I sense? Ooh. Nathan, he's got a crush, and he's got a crush in a big way. <laughs> it's, oh. it's His crush is on Patricia, the pizza girl. Oh. And she likes putting the salami on the pizza. Oh, jeez. Anyway, Maskman realizes that she will never go for some simple delivery rider, so he puts <laughs> it out of his mind. <laughs> Until one day he decides to go to a wrestling match and earn enough money to buy a car, oh my so that goodness. she'll like, she'll like, she'll like his <laughs> delivery writings, right? Are you Sam Raimi right now, Brendan? <laughs> I'm starting to see some perhaps, similarities. Perhaps, perhaps he goes to the wrestling match and Bruce Campbell's there, but oh no, oh no, he doesn't get paid for it, and it's a real time. But he does realize that he can do force um some some good in the world, and so he decides to go out and start sanitizing things. Nathan, then then the unimaginable happens. Oh no. COVID hits. Someone eats a bat and it just starts spreading like wildfire. Shit. It's it's the worst pandemic ever. Wait, back up five steps. So Mask Man was just Mask Man before the pandemic. Like this is incredible timing, Brenton. Exactly, exactly. But it's not that incredible because we have actually realized what the source of the pandemic is, Nathan. Oh no. It's that awful villain, Conrad Covid, and he's here to ruin your day. Oh jeez, not Conrad Covid. <laughs> No, I can't imagine the he merchandise. He set the world alight. Just, just I imagine Conrad Covert has like a very fancy hat, like a little beret, maybe so, like a scarf. Exactly, he's got a long flowing leather coat, right? Yeah, he's not socially distanced. <laughs> yeah, he's got down to his shins, right? He's just spreading himself around, and uh, yeah, he's got like he's got a beret. I think a beret really works as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, he's got, n- and then he's got nothing else on. You know, it's just that those two he's items. Butt naked except for his little beret. <laughs> 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 and he, and I imagine he looks like really sick like he's just got like a red face and like you know that shitty makeup like they'll put on like sick characters to make them because they have the cold but it's like 12 times worse like that's like yeah, i imagine man. his expression like he's always got like a box of tissues with him but he doesn't use it like <laughs> it's just a prop 
Conrad Covert has been working in his mum's basement and he's been coming up with this strain of disease that will just take the world by storm. And he realises that if he can turn world leaders against each other, turn them so that, you know, we're all fighting each other and we've all gone so insular that maybe he can achieve world domination. Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Why? Why? I'm asking. Why? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Conrad Covert had a bad childhood and unfortunately... Jesus. (laughs) He used to get sick all the time and people would tease him for... It. They call him Ooh Cooties Conrad, and he couldn't stand it, so he decided to fucking like send out a pandemic to the world. Uh, some people have called Cooties the original COVID, haven't they? <laughs> Little did he know that Mask Man would be there to take him down Jesus. with his squirting sanitizers. Nathan, this is the movie of of next summer. This is the this is the summer Jeez. blockbuster of 2021. All this all this squirting, Brendan. This is so sexual. Will 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 Mask Man conquer? evil, destroy the COVID pandemic, and also teach Conrad COVID some lessons in... in, in In hygiene, Jesus. As, as, <laughs> <laughs> well, he also managed to get the pizza girl, uh, Patricia, the pizza girl, give her her basically her her income back so she can keep making pizzas to the end of her days. Nathan Maskman, he's the newest character in the MCU. I love it. It's gonna take the world by storm. Spider Man can't stop the pandemic. Iron Man's dead. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Conrad uh, COVID says. I, the Iron Man is dead. <laughs> and they just keep fighting. Dude, how long do we get an MCU movie where basically it's not mentioned that Tony Stark's died? Oh, jeez. Who knows, man, at this point? Like, at least till the next Avengers. Actually, probably it'll have to be after next Avengers, I reckon. Because they're also doing that... Re- the- they're also doing that Riri Williams... Actually, no. Because they're doing Riri Williams with Ironheart. He's going to be mentioned for fucking ages. Because, like... Yeah, exactly. for the comic. Like, Tony... Like, RDJ's like a hologram and that. So, like... They'll bring him back. He's never gonna go away. No. And like I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's off the cards that he returns at some oh, point. Oh, they'll bring well. him back. Like yeah, of course. Yeah. Already, they're already bringing him back for what if, you know? He's 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 in that donut yeah. and you, you saw that trailer. He's 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 no, back in the no. donut. Did I? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Maybe you did. He, he's back in the donut. He's back in the donut, guys. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's like the one thing people remember from Iron Man 2. Like Dude, that was a good shot. Iron Man 2 is such a mixed bag of emotions, am I right? Isn't it though? It's so fucking stupid. And like, it's so weird as well that like Nick Fury like meets him in the donut and he's, and it's just such a weird conversation that follows. Like it's just so disjointed. There's no chemistry between them. And then like Scarlett Johansson rocks up and she's like, hey, I'm in my secret agent outfit, even though we're in public. Like, Hey, by the way, I should mention uh, to the producers that Mask Man is coming to HBO Max. Um, oh, and, right. Uh, some, <laughs> in summer 2021. Oh, geez. But it's in the MCU. Geez. We're going to have to sort out a deal with Disney then if we're going to be doing all that then. That's, that's. Uh, Mate, we don't need Disney. We just throw the films fucking on the on, the, oh, on right. the streaming service and just go uh, from there. We just throw like we don't ask anyone. Of course, we just, we just chuck of it up. Of course, there, in true twenty twenty fashion, you just you just supersede <laughs> the filmmakers themselves and just do it just for the just because you're a dying business. I love it. I love it, Brenton. Uh, you know, like what an interesting pitch you've given. There's there's certainly you know some mass market viability given you know there's you know Marvel's related. It's it's topical. Yes. But, uh, yes. You know what I can yes. see. You know what I generally can see Hollywood doing something like this. You know what I really can see Hollywood having a superhero fighter disease at some point. I reckon we're going to get there. I agree. I can. I can see Mask Man fighting a butt naked <laughs> Conrad Covert uh, and trying to san- sanitize his naked body. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Well. Okay. Well. Thank you for. for, for <laughs> Jesus. I just can't wait to see that fan art. Nathan, I love making Nathan uncomfortable on the show because he's literally got nowhere to go. So I'll get him out of this pickle by asking Nathan, can you pitch me your version 
of what a movie based around 2020 would be. All right. Something that is just entertaining as well as thrilling and also something that has meaning. Brenton, you said entertaining, thrilling, and meaning. Those are key buzzwords, Brenton, and they belong here in my film. Welcome to my 2020 movie. I'm so excited to pitch to you this film because I truly think this will make so much money because it, you could not pack more 2020 into a film if possible. Brenton, it's a mystery film that we're going to be doing. It's, gonna, it's a mystery film about a man trying to find the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, okay. If there's yeah. one thing that, that defined 2020, it was the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Brenton, we, we're in China, all right? We, we know COVID came from China, but we don't know how, right? The Chinese government in this movie is just not cooperating. And maybe in real life, maybe this pitch gets political. We'll find out. So the Chinese government, they ain't giving us answers, Brenton. And America isn't happy. So the elections are on. And and Trump, he can tell he's losing, you know? He's having some nervous aides by his desk going, Mr. President, you're going to lose this election. Cause, and he's like, why? And, he's, and they're like, you're Donald Trump. He's like, oh, yeah, right. So he's getting desperate. And so he he needs to, f- <laughs> to find out what's truly started the COVID-19 pandemic to win back the public's trust so they can go Trump found the the origins the genesis of COVID-19 but he can't do it with the American secret agents because Chinese they, they know too much about the American secret agents he needs someone left to field a random agent to send into China to find the origin of this disease Trump makes a fine call and he decides to send in Joe Exotic yes okay continue so Joe's been released from prison right? so Joe's Joe's been bailed out of prison and you know, there's some, there's probably someone who works for Trump being like, you know, being like, you 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 you, you want to get out of prison? Well, you got to do this secret mission. And then Joe's like, "What's the job? You son of a bitch!" And so they go, to <laughs> <laughs> and so they so they go to the White House, and Trump's like, "You got to find me the origin of COVID." And but but Trump says it can't look as though this is coming from America because oh. you know things are tense right now with China and America. See, so is what you're gonna do, Joe. You're gonna go to. Um, you're gonna go to UK, and you're gonna you're gonna get help from the British government, so it doesn't look as though it's from us. So Joe goes to to Britain, and he goes to Buckingham Palace to get financing from Prince Harry. Now Prince Harry, oh he's God. been embezzling money from Buckingham Palace because he's about to leave it with his new wife Meghan Markle. They're talking about leaving the royal family. So in wait, this wait, process, wait, did that happen this year? Yeah, did that actually? That was this year, year, man. That's fucking. <laughs> Dude, that feels like a lifetime ago. Continue. I know. Sorry. I'm gonna drop in a whole bunch of 2020 shit. So, so Prince Harry, he's he's as he's leaving the royal family, he's sneaking away millions, and he decides to use some of this money to fund Joe's mission because he too wants to know the origin of this disease. So he gives Joe millions of dollars and a team of British secret spy agents. And so they, he says, go to China, Joe. Find the origin of this disease. So Joe and these secret agents go to China by pretending to be a tiger circus. This is their cover act, Brenton. So him and his agents, they all pretend to be the circus. They bring in the tigers from America and they're all doing tricks and shit, right? They go to Wuhan and, you know, they're, they're doing tigers jumping through hoops and, and all that kind of shit. Joe's getting drunk most of the time and he manages to get the attention of these Chinese officials, you know, these elected government officials. Ooh. They're coming to a show, Brendan. Joe Exotic, he's a star in China. They bloody love his circus. He's doing good things. So at the after party to these circuses, he's rubbing shoulders with these Chinese officials. Now, the pandemic's happening, Brendan, so all this is very well, is very well socially distanced, but he's still managing to swoon these Chinese officials, you know, so he's wearing mm. his mask. But, you know, he's, he's ripping off at random moments and, you know, smoking a dart. Maybe he smacks one of the Chinese <laughs> officials on the mouth, you know, he tries to kiss him, you know, who knows what Joe's up to, but he does does the right thing, Brenton. One of the Chinese officials reveals that patient zero, the body 
of the dead patient Zero has actually been shipped away to a secret location, and if he finds the body, it reveals how the virus started. The body was meant to head to the UK via Switzerland, but because of all the Brexit stuff, the body actually had to be relocated, it actually couldn't go to Europe. So instead, it's actually in America! Plot twist! Joe didn't need to travel at all, Brenton. So, Joe and his team head back to Chicago, the city of Chicago, where the body is kept in a hospital. But as they get there, they have to quarantine. So they're all trapped in the hotel, and suddenly they all have the virus. And and Joe and his whole team has the virus because it was re- it's revealed that Joe had sex with everyone in China. So Joe was just you know fucking all the guys about you know he he didn't he didn't play by the rules and you know, they all go to quarantine this little hotel. But Joe gets some information. The Chinese government officials are in Chicago. They wanted to destroy the body. Time is running out, Brenton. Joe and his team have to break out of the hotel. So it turns into a little bit of heisting. You know, they're trying to get out of this hotel. There's security everywhere. But then uh, they're captured. They don't manage to escape. They're thrown back into their rooms and they're held at gunpoint. But then suddenly, Brenton, the whole hotel catches fire. You know why, Brenton? Because suddenly the Black Lives Matter protests are happening. There are riots bloody everywhere. It's crazy. People are throwing gas bombs and people are protesting peacefully, but then some of them aren't. And, and you know, George Floyd died and, and, and people going, you know, screw the police. It's bloody chaos out there, mate. So Joe Exotic, he slips away. He sprints through the protest, Brenton, and he hurls towards this hospital where the body's been kept. He's out running Chinese agents. Brenton, he finally makes it to the body. We're near the climax of the movie. And he finds Patient Zero's body in the Chicago hospital. And he opens up the casket. And do you know who Patient Zero is, Brenton? Who is Patient Zero, Nathan? Please tell me. Please, please let this crazy ride end. (laughs) Who is Patient Zero? It's Carol Baskin's husband. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a missing (laughs) husband. And in the biggest (laughs) first reveal of all, it turns out she didn't have him killed. She had him deported to China to this to this <laughs> to this prison camp where where his only diet he was forced Brenton to eat bats and one day <laughs> Carol Baskin's husband got a got a bit you know got a bit sexually frustrated and we all know what happened from there he sees the oh dead body God. of Carol Baskin's husband he's found the truth he escaped Chicago he heads straight to Trump with this information that he's collected this evidence and as he arrives at the White House Trump is gone. Joe Biden's in. The election's happened, Brenton. It's too late. He can't help Trump. He tries to ask Joe Biden permission to kill Carol Baskin to say she started COVID. And then Biden says no. He just says, mission over. And that's the end of the film, Brenton. That was 2020, the film. Nathan, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Now, listeners, as you heard this, I want you to imagine I was wearing a little, like, tinfoil hat. And I had, like, various whiteboards, like, pointing with a little, like, laser pointer. Like, faces and arrows everywhere. Like, newspaper clippings from this year. Do you think he'll make money, Brenton? No, but yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you just, you just hear, like, the one exec quickly say, no, yes. <laughs> uh. This is the thing. Why the fuck would either of these mo- movies make money? Because when you think about it, don't you think people want to forget about 2020? As quickly like, as possible. People don't need to remind, like, and relive, like, you know, their, their, their hardships. Jesus. Like, no one needs to do that. I think that's why you saw such vitriol against... Did you hear about that Michael Bay film? About, like... You know, the disease going rampant by 2025, whatever it was. No, I didn't. Oh, Michael Bay made a quick pandemic film. Of course, Michael Bay. It's just, yeah. I don't think think we're going to hear about 2020 for a while in cinema, thankfully. Yes. Because it's just... We will eventually. We will. We will eventually. It will be like Contagion 2, the real story. Oh, jeez. But uh, yeah, that's... I think there is 2020 as we can get, Brent. And I think think between us, we've got something in the works. You know, we've got Masked Man. We've got a Joe Exotic agent film. Yeah, man. I think... Look, I think if you combine the two and be looking at something quite good i feel like mine brings in more some of the thrilling blockbuster elements and yours brings the 
<laughs> the gravitas, I guess. The, 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 it's just about one man who wants to be a, a Chinese circus act, you know? The the detail, you know what I mean? Like it brings all that together. And uh I like I like some of the plot twists in yours. I think I think that's I think it's really quite strong. Because twenty twenty had a lot we of twists, get Brenton. Straight away. Who's go who are we gonna sign on to play Joe Exotic and who's gonna play the mask man? Uh, Joe Exotic has to be Nick Cage easily, and uh, okay, and, cool. And if we never see his face, if he's just covered in blue masks, I also want Marksman to be played by Nick Cage. <laughs> 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 and I think it could work. Done deal. Done deal. Oh, Sounds great. It'd be Perfect. good. Who's gonna play Conrad Covid? Conrad Covid. Pardon me. Wants Kenneth Branagh just to do the same thing he did in Tenet for it. So, <laughs> but like Conrad Covid has to be young and naked and and very Covid ill. So a part of me kind of out of out of all like the young actors, I can see Timothy Chalamet doing doing a stunning. I was gonna say Timothy <laughs> Chalamet too. It's Conrad Covid. Uh, Dune <laughs> yes. wasn't released in the theaters. He's got to make money somehow. So <laughs> he's had to he's had to exactly. set off for this. Well, Nathan, shall we get into some thoughts into some actual movies that released in twenty twenty? Let's talk about twenty twenty movies, man. Now this list is obviously a lot shorter Let's than last it. year's list because you know the pandemic happened. If you if you didn't know. Also, I also only saw a handful of movies this year simply because, like, man, twenty twenty was not the year for new movies. Really, like, wasn't, honestly, dude. like I found. There was, there was not much really that came out this year that I had any impetus to see. Yeah. Because all the good shit they postponed to next year. And so, all, and yeah. all the all the fine or, or bad shit, they just kind of like either pedal to streaming services to die or it just came out and just made no money because they're like, which they knew it would happen in the first place. And they could just blame the pandemic as good PR. Yeah. yeah. Tell you yeah, what, man, man, dude, I fucking miss cinemas this year. Like, I do too. Oh, man. Oh, <sighs> God, I miss I miss communal watching experiences. Like I know every I, I, a lot of people do, but like you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad this experience happened in a way because it showed that the public is so far away from accepting just movies yeah. and movies that theaters just have vanished. Like it's not the doom and gloom I think that Hollywood was, was predicting for years. Like people will come back. Yeah. So um so yeah so without further ado, let's talk about some 2020 films, Brandon. Let's just give our thoughts on them quickly. Let's we? get into it. Okay, so film number one, Uncut Gems. It counts, <laughs> even though in America it was in 2019, we got in a show in 2020. That is true. I've seen it. Brenton has not. And uh, Brenton, this is bloody good. This is really fucking good. I hear it's a good time. I hear like everyone, a few people have told me to watch it this year, you know, and said like, oh yeah, you should check it out. This is Adam Sandler's best performance. I haven't seen Punch Drunk Love, but out of everything else I've seen, this is his best. Nathan, is he really that good? Is it? Is it? Is he really that? He good? actually like he actually should have gotten an Oscar for this. Like he should have gotten the Oscar for this. Like he was so fucking wow. excellent in it. Like and he, he's just so like this is the most anxiety-inducing film you'll ever watch. Like the whole movie is just him as like he's like this diamond dealer in New York, and he's just like for two hours he's just fucking up. Like he just he owes so many people money, and they are just consistently asking him for the money. He owes like like eight different people like money, and he's just bouncing back and forth, and he's always on his phone. He's just answering phone calls. He's, he's like it's like if they had old. Gill, but it'd be like the protagonist for like a whole film. <laughs> you're just like wow. your life is fucked, man. <laughs> like it's not good. I hear this about it that it's quite stress inducing, and it's yeah. probably the thing that's turned turned me off watching it this year. To be honest, um, because I remember like when the pandemic kind of like really hit, I was like, you know what, I'm not in the mood to watch <laughs> that. Because probably at the very start of the year, I should have just watched it yeah. and like ripped the band aid off and gotten into it. But yeah, man, I hear nothing but good things about this film. It's so fucking good, man. It's good. Like it's really the script's so sharp. Like oh, it's just it's great. Yeah, just give it a bloody watch when you want to feel really bloody stressed because. That's what it does. Sounds good. Uh, next film that came, the last film I saw in cinemas uh, was Birds of Prey that came out in February. Ooh. Yeah. And do you remember this, Brenton? Do you remember this? I was I was going around Sydney. Do you remember this? I was asking like, like so many different groups of people to watch this movie with me in Sydney and everyone said no. Yeah. Were they, were, did they make the right call, Nathan? Ah! Uh, 
Look, it's not worth going to the cinema for, frankly. It's good. I think it's fine. I think it's, you know, it's goodish. What resounding positive feedback you just gave to that <laughs> film, Nathan. I, I really believe that you love this movie. Jeez, it's thanks, just, like, I don't know. Like, for me, like, it just sounds bland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't sound like it's worth watching. It's not about anything, put it that way. Like, it's not like, you know, it's it's... It's not doing anything narratively interesting, frankly, but like it's it's good to see Harley Quinn in better writing compared to like Suicide Squad. So like Sure, sure. Yes. And like it's fun. I'll give it that. I wasn't bored. Oh, no, you gotta watch it for Ewan McGregor. Like easily. Cause like he's the villain. And like he does one of those best performances in years. Like he is so much fun. He plays this like he plays this like gay gangster and like this like gay mob boss. He's black mask, right? Like he's yeah, black mask. He's black right? mask, like, but he yeah, really okay. hams up the campiness and it's so fucking funny. And also he kind of acts a little bit like a coke addict. Like he kind of just like just randomly like just like shouts or twitches or <laughs> just like or just like Yeah, right. He's just he's so he's so erratic. Like you gotta watch it for Ewan. Like that's the one reason I'd recommend it. Like he he holds up the movie. Okay, I I'll I'll give it a watch. I will give it a watch, I promise you that, and I will report back. But something tells me I'm not going to enjoy it as much as you have. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Don't expect a great movie, it's a good movie. But you know what is bloody great, Brenton? What? The Invisible Man. Is it really good? It's actually fucking excellent. Like, it is genuinely really, really, really good. Okay, here's the thing. I've had this movie spoiled for me. Oh! I've had this movie movie spoiled for me, and I've got to say, it sounds fucking stupid. All right, a spoiler alert for this movie. What, What did you know, Brenton? That basically, The Invisible Man's just got a stupid like sci-fi invisible suit that he wears around um. <laughs> like it's just some high-tech <laughs> fucking bullshit iron man stuff it just sounds so dumb nathan is it not dumb in the it's movie it's not dumb in the movie i mean you're right okay. that's how he turns invisible it is a suit like what do you expect he's not just he doesn't have this magical ability like uh, I'm, i don't know it just it just sounds fucking dumb no like it just sounds really dumb. okay when you look at the costume design it's also very dumb like when you see how it works it's fucking weird but like outside but in the movie it doesn't take you out of it like, like you are scared of this fucker like during the film it's not it's like it's a horror film like there aren't jump scares there aren't jumpscares, thank God. But, like, it is scary. Like, you yep. fear this guy. Like, it's amazing because what the camera does is it kind of just, like, lingers. So, like, a character will, like, walk out of the room. There'll be no one in the room, but then the camera just stays there for, like, an extra, like, 20 seconds. And then yep. you realize that he's in there, but you don't know where he is. And it's fucking... T- and then you'll see a little object move, and it's fucking terrifying. Like, oh, it's so well made, man. I gotta check it out. I, like, I, I, I want to give it a chance now. When oh. you say stuff like that, it gets my juices going. It's like, the direct, shit, like The directing is go. so fucking good. The soundtrack is... Like, gorgeous like the acting by elizabeth moss christ i love this actress like she's so fucking good in this the 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 screenplay is genius there's like five twists in the movie and you're like wow and like oh it's just wow it's it's so bloody good man like oh i wish i hope they do this for all their horror like universal stuff they just just do smart premises i like some twisty i like some twisty goodness in in the in my movies so And it says something. It says something about abuse. It generally says something novel, interesting about it. Wow. Like, yeah. Okay. You you've actually sold me on that yeah. one. Give you've it a watch. Really sold me on that really one. Really bloody good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the suit thing still sounds stupid, but I'll give it a watch. Great. Uh, Brenton, that brings us to Mulan. Nathan, you go first. Because you've seen this, haven't you, Brenton? I have seen this. Yes. Okay. So uh, when I started this movie, I was enamored with it, Brenton. I was like, holy fuck, the cinematography, Brenton, is just amazing. Like this this feels freshly directed. There's interesting angles in this movie, and I'm like. Like, you know what? This feels like it's doing something different. You know, there's no songs. There's no, like, you know, Mushu, like, Eddie Murphy just dancing about. Like, it's just be a Chinese mythical tale. And then I got, like, halfway through the movie, and then I realized this movie is just hollow and empty. (laughs) 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 And it's a soulless, just (laughs) dead... Just corpse of a oh film. Oh my gosh. And my heart fucking so sunk. 
And I woke up realizing it's just another bloody Disney remake. So can I just give some context to our listeners yes, out there? Yes. Nathan had watched half of this film when he spoke to me just briefly about it. Like he gave me like half a sentence and it was like, I'm really, really enjoying it, man. Like it feels really fresh. It's probably the best of the Disney remakes yes. I've seen. Which may I point out is a very low bar. <laughs> but, I've, but I've got to watch the second half. And then it's just so funny that we've returned for this episode and, it's, <laughs> and, and the truth comes out. And that it's hollow and empty. And it's so funny. And kind of sucks. Because I knew we were going to be talking about it on this episode. And as soon as I finished the movie, I'm like, you fucking idiot. You shouldn't have said anything to Brenton. Because, you know, the action sequences drone on. And then the, the story is so ludicrous. Yes. And I'm just, and I'm sitting there going, like, my heart sunk. And I'm like, oh no. And I, I, you, it dawns and you're like, oh shit, I think I don't like this movie. <laughs> What did you think, I will say this, Nathan. This movie is wasted potential with a capital W and a capital P. Basically, this movie is gorgeous. Isn't it? It looks fantastic, yeah? Like, the the colour use, the, the camera use... The, the composition, everything yeah. is just getting getting me good. But here's the thing, Nathan. I'm here. If you set up premises and you set up kind of semi-interesting characters, right, and then you just don't use them or, or they're wasted and, and nothing interesting really happens in the movie, mm. you've lost me completely. Like, it's just, it just becomes boring. After a while, I'm just like, why am I watching this? Like, the original Mulan, I think, is so much more entertaining and has so much more to say as well. I know. This one's just kind of like doesn't really do anything and doesn't really know what it wants to be in the end. And it weirdly gives us superpowers as well. Yeah, like it's weird. Like, look, like all that kind of shit, I'm just like, oh, uh, I don't know. It's just not saying anything besides, you know, oh, you're a woman. It's like, women should be able to do things too. It's like, yeah, we know. I don't know. I, I just feel like there was more depth to the original Mulan animation and this one's just worse. Yeah. Like, and like, I know that it cuts out all the songs and stuff, which would have been interesting if like it had have done something with it. Like, like for me, what would have been cool was with like the whole supernatural element of it would have been like oh like everyone else tells this mythical tale with like all these like mythical elements but like in reality it was just this one girl right like that's that's more interesting like as a premise but instead we're wasting all of our time being like ooh, (laughs) that's that's the whole thing like it's just a bit shit and like none of the characters really get their time of day i think mulan like kind of starts off semi-interesting and then like not no no shade on the actress i think she's a good actress i just think she's nothing to work i just think that the character just has nothing to do and is just too much the same throughout the whole this whole movie. Nah. There's one interesting character that I wish had got more time and that's the witch in this movie. Oh, right. Like I just don't understand why why that wasn't the villain. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, get- I guess because she's not in the original one, but like. But then again, she wasn't that interesting. Like. Like, magic-wise, she was, but... My point is, she's the potential to be. Yeah. yeah. She's the potential to be interesting. But instead, we waste our time on this, like, shitty villain that, like, is, like, uh. has got nothing on the, like, on the on the villain in the original Disney oh. animation. And she says, like, we're Which, not so you know, different, you and I. It's like, Christ, you couldn't be more cliche. Yeah. Like, I feel like... I feel like the Disney animation that... Like the villain in that movie, like you know, he didn't have a lot of depth. He was just like basically a villain. Yeah. But still, at the same time, he was still scary. Like he was still like he had a presence. Yeah. He was terrifying to a certain extent. Whereas this guy's just like, oh yeah, I'm just some dude. And you're like, cool. <laughs> he really is. Cool. He's, oh, and the question I was asking is, why am I watching this? It's weird as well because they give him a character motivation as well because they're like, oh, you know, you, you killed my father. But like, we just don't, we just don't care, do we? It's just no, we don't care about any no of it. No one cares. Oh, jeez. No one cares. Boo, Mulan. Anyway, that's Mulan. That's Mulan. Uh, watch onto the little mermaid. It's uh, the train will keep on choo chewing. Hey, at least David Diggs is Sebastian. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, that will be fun, I guess. The guy from Hamilton. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I'm ready for Black Little Mermaid. This is gonna be a fun time. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Who's um? Is it Javier's um King Triton, isn't he? Yes, but I think the better casting is Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. That's gonna be fun. Ah, uh, see, I'm, that's a mixed bag. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. I really like her in Bridesmaids. Obviously, yeah. I think she's fantastic. she's great in Spy. I haven't seen Spy. That's fucking so, great, but man. like. Some of her other work, I'm just like... Also, when she's with Richard E. Grant doing that thing, she got a critical claim for that one. Apparently, she's good in that. She's not, she does good things. Yeah, she does good things. I'm not... no Like, again, I just... Recently, I haven't seen anything that I'm like... Especially, like, with the comedy stuff, I find that sometimes I'm just not laughing at her stuff, and I'm like, damn, I used to, fi- I used to find her really funny, but now it's just, like, not landing. Oh. The joke the joke's gone too far. Nah, man, she's gonna nail poor unfortunate souls. You just wait. She's just gonna... Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm excited to see young, hot Ursula. I hope they DH Melissa McCarthy because that'll be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you know you know when she tries to swoon Prince Eric? Like, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just de-age Melissa being like, hello there. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she rocks up as like a young, like hot version. Like, I hope it's still Melissa playing it because it'd be so fucking hilarious. Okay, here we go. Is The Little Mermaid going to be a hit, Nathan? Yes or no? No. I think that it might even be the jump the shark moment that the public finally wakes up to how shit these things are. I agree. I think it'll be shit. I was hoping we'd pick different things and we could place a bet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. But if we're both wrong then we have to sing Poor Unfortunate Souls on the podcast. Oh, and no one wants that. No. <laughs> I, I put my hand down awkwardly, just like, oh. <laughs> uh, Nathan, what else did we watch this onward year? Onward we go to, to, <laughs> to the film Onward. Brenton, it's no good. <laughs> just just, just point blank, it's no good. I, 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 by the way, I predicted this. I predicted this last year. If you listen to our 2019 episode, I said, you know what? Onward's probably going to be shit and so it's probably going to be bloody amazing. And I was right about Onward. I tell you what, it's just nothing. <laughs> it's just bloody nothing. <laughs> it's just it's just oh. Tom Holland and Chris Pat fucking about. It's like they went behind the scenes of Infinity War and just recorded the audio like off camera and then just made a Pixar film around it. Like, Dude, what the, what the fuck's going on at Pixar? What's happening there? I don't know. I, like, they're going through a big change right now because all the old guard are finally retiring or getting yep. you know, fired because of sexual conduct. So, like, they're having this That's huge right. t- change of staff. They've got all these big ideas on the horizon. You know, they've got this, like, Red Panda. They've got, you know, a win or lose series. They've got Buzz Lightyear, but it's Chris Evans. They've got all these ideas on the horizon, Brenton. So, they they just <laughs> got to... Buzz Lightyear, but it's Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically the pitch. I have no interest in that movie, by the way. It's like, really? why the fuck would anyone want to watch that? <laughs> Why would anyone want to watch it like the good. real Buzz Lightyear? No one gives a shit, Nathan. Like <laughs> fucking hell. Like, oh, this is the backstory of Buzz Lightyear, but not really. It's the it's it's the guy that the toy Buzz Lightyear is based yeah. on. Yeah. Like, no. Oh, no, Nathan. It could no. Be good. No way. I mean, you know, it could be good. It could be good, Benson. There's possibility. It could be good, but it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll place our bets. I I have an issue with Pixar in the sense that I feel like they're just randomly just doing like country of the year now. Where it's like, you know, this year we're in Mexico yeah. and then, you know, next year we're in Italy, you know, we're two brothers. It's I, I don't find that interesting. I've always found Pixar at their best when they do weird high concept stuff, you know. It's like, what if the monsters in your closet work for a company? Or it's like, you know, what if a house could actually be lifted by balloons? Like weird shit, you know. That's when Pixar does their best. What if, what you know, let's let's go into like, you know, a child's mind and like see like how the brain works and stuff, you know. It's and true. like have it run by like all these characters that are emotions. Like it's an interesting idea. And, like, you know, it's fun to conceptualize that for, like, a child. Exactly. That's interesting, and it can be deep and have layers. I just feel like Onward just seems like a stupid fucking dumb time made oh, for dumb, dumb kids. You know what I mean? It feels like it was made by Illumination. And, and, and I say, like, you know, don't 
when I say dumb, dumb kids, I mean like it's made. I'm not saying kids are dumb. I'm saying <laughs> kids are smart and you should respect them. Not just like throw Tom Holland and Chris Pratt in a movie and then do a bunch of just like stupid gags, which it seems this movie's all about, like physical comedy. Yeah. And then just leave it at call it a day. I guess I've heard there's a bit of depth to it, but like nothing really that you can write home about because you don't really like the characters. Nah, man. Right? It's just so fucking stupid. You just watch a pair of legs run about and they call it dad. Like, I just, I just don't want it. <laughs> what? No, no. Sorry, don't give me context. <laughs> we'll not give you context for that. It's just so fucking stupid and like you just feel nothing for these characters. It's like, oh, my dad's dead. It's like every fucking dad is dead in, in these movies. It's like, you know, jeez, <laughs> Andy doesn't have a mum and toy. Andy doesn't have a dad in Toy Story. Um, what else? Yeah. Flint doesn't have a father in Bug. I could go through it. Look at Pixar's dads, and you'll see what's happening. Yeah, it seems it seems that Pixar the the people at Pixar have some massive daddy issues. Jeez, yeah, it's just. Oh. Hopefully, they'll make a better film after Onward, Brenton. We'll find out by the end of this list. Sounds good. Sonic the Hedgehog, Brenton, we've both seen. Yes, we have. Take it away, Brenton. I want, I want you to bloody pitch the ball for once. This could have been the worst fucking thing you've Couldn't ever laid it. eyes on. Oh, remember that first trailer, man? Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. But it's not. It's not. It's not. And it isn't. It's still not It's still not great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not But it's not the worst. It's, it's baffling how good this is. For me, it's worth a watch just to see Jim Carrey be old... Good old Jim yeah. Carrey. Just fucking, like, oh. you know what I mean? We haven't seen him do this in, like, 10 years. He, that's for me. He goes back to, like, you know, what, what he was kind of known for yeah. originally. So that was nice to see. Apart from that, I think, like, James Marsden's a bit wasted, and I think Sonic is... A, it's just we. Why the fuck, like, do we have to have a Sonic movie? Sorry. It's not that it's <laughs> terrible, because it's not. But why the fuck do we have to have a Sonic movie on, like, all these video game movies where, like, the characters come into the real world? I don't get it. Uh. Like... Why is this a thing that Hollywood keeps they just doing and no thinks it's going to work? Why Why do we have to have a Monster Hunter movie <laughs> about fucking like military people like in Afghanistan finding a portal and going to the Monster Hunter universe? Why can't they just be in the Monster Hunter universe? It makes no sense, Nathan. Why does the real world have to be involved? With the Sonic movie, well, I... What the fuck? <laughs> with the Sonic movie, I really liked it when we were actually in Sonic's world. Like, you know, at the start, like, we're actually, like, where he belongs. I'm like, this could be interesting. But no. But I, I do kind of find it, because the story is so fucking stupid about James Marsden, like, and his wife trying to feel settled or whatever it is. But, like, it is funny just seeing James Marsden, like, act opposite um Sonic, because it's so fucking funny, because you could so James, James Marsden has no fucking clue what he's doing on set. Like, he's just being <laughs> given told all these directions, and you can see, like, the pain in his eyes as it's as to deliver this shitty dialogue. Like, it's so funny, yep. man. Like, ah. <sighs> Nathan. It's it's Nathan. it's you know what I'm kids will probably love it if I was you know what, if I was seven I put it I would have even loved it maybe yeah look you're not wrong maybe I'd love it yeah did you like Sonic as a kid I gave zero shits when I was a kid about that like did you did you like Sonic like nah man yeah nah man I think we, we, it just wasn't our generation remember we're like this generation that grew up with like Sonic colors or like all those shitty Sonic games you know it's like yeah true and like also it's like it's got this weird kind of subculture on the internet you know like like the Sonic fandom's very very particular you know what i mean like there's yeah. this weird culture around it with all these weird auxiliary characters like christ when tails walked up in the credits i'm like oh i don't need this like <laughs> 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 i don't want more weird versions of them coming through but basically good on you jim carrey thanks for coming back and uh doing something that was fun and and cool yeah we like you dude. do more shit like that man we like you bad boys for life brenton you haven't seen it and tell you what, don't see it. I got no idea what this is. What is this? This is Who's the third it? movie in the Bad Boys franchise, Brenton. Now, I've seen all three Bad Boys oh, films. Right. And to it, the first two are fucking great. They are so good, Brenton. It's just, 
a body buddy cop comedy that is so bloody good. It, both made by Michael Bay. They are so bloody Michael Bay, but Michael Bay is best because he's just doing everything you expect yep. from Michael Bay, but it works. And like the first two have so much character. People normally shit in the second one, but I love the second one as much as the first. And like, and it's so funny. Like both films are genuinely hilarious. And like, and narratively they're not interesting, but like the chemistry between the two leads is so bloody good. But don't watch this one. No, don't watch. Watch th- those two, not this one. Don't watch the third one. Third one's just bland, boring rehash of everything and just just so disappointing because man they just all the jokes just fall flat the story's ridiculous man i'm so i'm so sorry to hear that you sound like you're really invested in this franchise and this movie just did you dirty <laughs> well because i watched all three back to back that's the thing i was like so on board with the first two because yeah. they were such great throwbacks to, like the late 90s early 2000s i'm like fuck this feels so good yeah but then uh it's just it's just taken out of its it's just it's just shitty humor man <laughs> it's like the norbert well, Nathan, movies you i'm know? really I, i'm really sorry to hear that and just know that you've always got a friend here to talk to bad movies oh, about you know thank you Ransom. about you've got you've got you've got a good friend to talk about bad movies too because i understand I've been there. I've I've been there. You know when something's just let you down in a bad way. You know some franchise that you really care about that you have an emotional connection to just fucking fucks you yes, over. Brendan, you know? we've talked about Star Wars enough. Jesus, calm down. Yeah, Brendan still hasn't seen the Mandalorian, by the way, listeners. FYI, hence why he still is on this little train. But yeah, watch the. The reason I bring all this up is watch the first two Bad Boys. They're really good. They're really, really good, mate. Okay. Add that to your list. No, I, I will. That that sounds that sounds cool. I'm writing it down. Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two. Don't watch Bad Boys Three. It's a shit time. Brendan, do you like the work of Charlie Kaufman? Uh, <laughs> why do you ask me? Because the next movie on this list is Netflix's I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, what did you think, Nathan, of the movie? Uh, Charlie Coffin for me is a mixed bag. Isn't he? Like, he's, like, when he's good, he's really fucking good. Like, like you know, being John Malkovich, adaptation. I like Eternal Sunshine of yeah, the... Eternal sorry, Sunshine, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like, I do like it. That's the thing. I saw that movie before I had a really, really bad breakup, and then I saw that movie after I had a really, really bad breakup, but it's so much better <laughs> once you've been through a really, really yeah. bad breakup, because you get it. You get why Jim Carrey's just crying for two hours. But, like, so, like, Charlie Kaufman, he's so fucking good. When he's good. But he does, he is probably the most pretentious writer on the planet right now. (laughs) Yeah, well, simply, like, after that film, like, I haven't really seen anything from him that I've been like, whoa, that was awesome, you know, so... I I liked um, Amnolisa, that stop-motion film he did about, um, stars David Thewlis as this guy, he's in a hotel, and he just, you know, he's pretty fucking sad. That's actually really good, but it does get up its own ass in the third act. But that's actually really, really good, mate. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, worth a watch. Watch Amelie's or whatever it is, because um, it's really good. Probably it's the most realistic sex scene you'll ever see in your life, even though it's done with animated characters as well. But like, yeah, wow, really, really good. Okay, but um, but yeah, Cinderella, New York is just wank, and then which which brings us now to this, Brenton. I'm thinking of ending things, right. which is even more wank. One would argue, <laughs> even more wank, even more wank. I know that's on the DVD what a, cover. What a way to describe a film. Uh, that <laughs> movie was even more wank. <laughs> But it's, it's seriously, man. Like I fucking love Jesse Plemons. I love David Thewlis is in this again, and um, it's yeah. got a great cast. It's got bloody um, uh, Hereditary, bloody um, you know her. It's it's got a great cast, and also stars um, new actress who's also in Fargo season four, whose name I'm forgetting. Jesse Buckley, thank you. She's great as the lead. Like the acting's right. all good, but Christ, is the story so wanky? Like it's just it's just so meta. Oh, there's so much literary references, and like just don't watch it. It's just it's. It's just difficult. I'll take your word for it, my Brent is like going on his little Netflix that's just like unticking the thing on my list. So <laughs> for another time. Yeah. Nathan, let's talk about, speaking of Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Ah. Which took the world by storm Cracky, this thing exploded, it didn't it? Oh, watch out. It's still going everywhere. Whoa, whoa. whoa clean it up right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. Yes. Social Dilemma. Everyone was losing their minds, being like, oh, oh my geez. God, man. Like social media, it's fucking toxic and bad. 
It's like, dude, like... It, it's like, really? It, I don't do know, you only dude. woke up to this now? <laughs> like, yeah, look, this... Look, to be honest, this I don't want to be like, oh, I, like, you know, I'm more holier than thou. I don't want to come across that way. Yeah. I just didn't find this interesting at all. Thank you. I, like, I like I knew, like, we know this Literally, shit, right? We, we everything know all said about in this it. film, we already knew. There is nothing new said in this film. And and the way it tries to, like, be, like, intelligent and, oh. like, you know, make you understand it's, 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 I guess, complex, which aren't really that complex ideas and whatnot. Jeez. It's just ridiculous. Like, the whole, the whole, all the scenes that involve like the dudes being like in your in the in the AI oh of the Christ. social media being like they hired the worst actor on the planet. Like beam me up, Scotty. I was like, this is just <laughs> ridiculous, almost that laughable, and so I don't shitty. get why it took. It took the world by storm. It's not a good documentary. I think this actually might be the worst screenplay of 2020. I genuinely think this might be the worst screenplay because, like, for some reason, the movie thinks it's like Icarus or something like that, where it's got it's like got this like yes. it's like you know we covered the true meaning behind social media. Like this is like we've got the the, the secret. Do- it's like the Panama Papers. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's like all you've got is ex employees yeah. who, by the way, made millions of dollars, have kept those millions of dollars they made from these social media companies, and being like, oh, by the way, I'm starting to grow a conscious now that I've made my millions. It's like fuck. Off. You are all twats who are on the show. And by the way, the, the thing I hate most about this is, sure, you got all the little shitty factors. Oh, we, like, we're, 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 we, 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 I invented the like button and, you know, we were actually watching your feeds. And like, sure, we all knew all that shit. But what pisses me off the most, Brenton, yep. is this little story they've decided, the filmmakers themselves have started to embed within the social dilemma of this fucking, like, white-ass family of, like, the, the son's like, oh, I'm on my phone too much. I've got to fucking break a lock to get my phone. Oh, and God. it's the most extreme <laughs> version of, like, what social media will do to the family. And like, this could be your family next. Or like, you know, he, he's going to join an alt-right riot. <laughs> When he when he starts when he when he has to like break into like the the padlock or whatever to get his phone Jesus. back out again like it was I'm not gonna lie it was kind of I funny. fucking like, love that whole man. scene was just hilarious <laughs> it's so stupid and, like, so and, and there's this weird subplot so where he like dumb. has a crush on this chick and she just doesn't give a shit yes oh. It's just... But the whole thing is, Nathan, as well, is that, like... It's so like, bad! Like, I know that there are people out there that will probably get something out of oh. this. But at the same time, like, it's not that that I have the issue with. That, like, it's... That we kind of already know this. It's that it says it, like you said, in this kind of pretentious way of being like, whoa, we're going to, like, change your whole worldview and, like, this is the best... This is the best doco ever. And then not only that, but the way it just tells you, like, messages, these... The film's messaging is just so shit. It's so crap. Like, like... Oh. oh like, all of these, like, like you know, scenarios are just, like, so... Jesus. Over the top and With stupid. With fucking, like, dreadlock panda at the end of the film being like, this is going to, like, lead to civil war. It's like, just shut the fuck up. This feels like bad edutainment, Brenton. Like, shitty bad edgy time. He would have watched it, like, age yes. 11 about the dangers of social media. Look, there are dangers in social media. I'm not denying yeah, that. obviously. By the way, listeners, make sure you do follow us on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. Like, you, you know, your likes and follows do count. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Social media is bad unless you're following classic. <laughs> of course. Our Insta's <laughs> the best part of, of this dilemma we've all found ourselves in. <laughs> yeah. But you're right, Brenton. Like, because at the end of the day, nothing new. This feels like it's trying to be the inconvenient truth of social media. Yes. And like, yes. and like, they didn't have Al Gore. They just had some shitty, like, <laughs> I, just the worst actor playing this teenage son. It's like, ugh. It's like, just like pausing on his fucking phone. It's like, I, I kind of found him entertaining though. He was so bad. Uh, like, I, I was just like, wow. But I, but dude, the thing that was just getting me all the time watching this was that everyone was going on about this. Like, oh, it was so good. This feels like a film for idiots, and I'm. I'm so sorry if you love this movie, but tr- like, read a fucking article. I swear to God, like, like literally anything else <laughs> on the internet about social media is more illuminating than this. Like, oh, yes. 
but I, I, that's the thing. Everyone was hailing this as like such a like, like a mind, like whoa, you got to watch the social dilemma, like yep. one star. No, it's uh, it's boring and it's uh, pretentious and a bit crap. Speaking of a bit crap, Brenton. This brings us to the new mutants. Hey, is it crap? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crap. <laughs> it's 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 no good. It really is no good. I hear there's a cool bear scene in it. Oh uh, no, I mean the bear is cool. So like, <laughs> like, like there's a giant bear that rocks up at the end. No, no one cares about this movie. Like it's it, it's and it's it's also so tangentially. It, like there's a couple X Men mentioned in the movie, so like you can't say it's removed from the X Men like franchise. Like their their names Can, are said. Uh, so spoiler alert, but wh- but which which X Men are mentioned? Oh, like you know Professor. X and like you know the X Men team, they're, they're named dropped a couple times. Like because 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 the plot of this movie is that these kids, you know, the, the, you know Maisie Williams locked up, you know, and it, and it, you know the Queen's Gambit's locked up, you know, they're all locked up in this like in this place, and um you know you know they got to try and get out because they're all locked up because they got powers, and like the, the, their nurse has told them that like you know they're gonna join the X Men once they've been cured of their insanity, and so they're like cool, we get to be X Men, and then she's like yeah, but then you know weird shit starts happening, and so can't be X Men, so like that's how it's connected, but it's just not worth it. If you've seen all the X Men films, don't watch this one. You're gonna get nothing out of it. I got nothing out of it. It's just just boring, bland, man. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for filling us that's in. That's all I want to say. I appreciate. By it. Way, this is not this is not a new hot take on the new mittens, by the way. This is well known. Are any of the performances good? Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. She's really good as um the Russian one. Sweet. She gets a dragon at one point. That's kind of cool. It's like a baby dragon. It's pretty funny seeing um Stranger Things guy, <laughs> um in this movie. Yeah, he like he, he's like a kid who like went into like a mining accident. Like he killed his father from like a mining accident, and like you kind of see a flashback of it. And the whole time I saw it, I'm just like, all I can think of is Ben Stiller and Zoolander just like doing the same thing. Like, <laughs> just like covered in right. soot, just like being like merman. Good reference, dude. Appreciate oh, it. It's no good. Well, I guess hopefully something that's better, Nathan Borat subsequent film, Borat two, Borat two, Borat subsequent movie film. You know what, Brenton? This is a bloody good time. Have you seen the first Borat? I have seen the first Borat. What are you talking about? Some people haven't. You know, your dog probably hasn't. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, right. My dog hasn't seen it. That's very yeah, true. Exactly. Good call. Until yeah, I, today. I love the first Borat, man. Yeah, I lo- I absolutely adore it. Like, I think it's absolutely fantastic. But what did you think of the sequel, dude? This one's almost as good. Like, it's really strong. It's really bloody strong, man. Like, I, I thought it was really funny. And, like, this is probably the biggest hit, I would say, of 2020, movie-wise. Like, like, like mm. this, is, this is a movie, like, like this is like, like, this is like a proper movie, like, ignoring Social Dilemma. This is like a proper movie that, like, lots of people were talking about. Everyone was saying you got to kind of watch it. You know, this probably helped Amazon so fucking much because this is probably the hit of the year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, this was, this is the reason to be subscribed to Amazon this year, for sure. Exactly. And, like, it's really bloody good, man. Like, it's funny, like, his, the, the chick who plays his daughter in it is so fucking good. Like, the real life shit that happens in this movie, man, is so fucking cringy. Like, even worse than the first movie. Like, yeah, some shouldn't it's like pretty pretty cringe fest like you know yeah, yeah. like like the rudy like johnny stuff like made headlines because like when you see in the movie it's actually fucking yeah. insane that he did what he did in that movie but like like there's like yeah. so much other stuff that is just it's so it says so much i think it says more than the first movie actually like because like the first movie was about kind of uncovering this kind of dark underbelly in america that, that now is really the forefront in like in, in in the public's attention right like we really see this 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 side of america much more than we did back in 06 when the first borat dropped so like so sasha's now is saying hey it's actually on both sides as well. Like he's making fun of both the left and the right in this. Like, like no one's unattacked in this. Like he's just, he's just so on point. That's true, but I think that might be to the film's detriment. 
I think I like to be honest. I see for me like this is nowhere near as good as the first one. Like it's okay. Like it's pretty good. It's 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 okay. Like it's fine, mm. but it's not. I don't think it's nearly as important as what it kind of thinks it is. Like I don't know. Mm. I just I I just I walked away from this and I kind of went, oh yeah. When like after <laughs> I watched the first one, like I absolutely like adored the first one. Yeah. I also think the first one's way funnier than. But also, this we one. were kids as well when we watched that first one. So like. Yeah. No. That's that's true. Like like. But like even like rewatching it, I watched the first one again this year, and I thought it was way better, just in terms of oh, comedy, uh, in terms of the film itself. I I just think yeah, I I think the daughter's really good in mm. it. I think she's really awesome. It's probably more um, of a story in this in the second one. That's true. But again, I don't know. I just feel like some of the gags it was going for, and some of the real world stuff, like the whole going to the Mike Pence rally and whatnot, was just a bit wasted. Like yeah. I just didn't think it was that a lot of some of that stuff. I was like, it wasn't that. I funny. think he really wanted Pence or Trump, but he didn't get them. There were like two or three things in this movie that are like off the charts oh like awesome like you Dude, know like that fucking like that f- that bloody um like senior de ball dance yeah oh yeah my yeah God. exactly jesus like there's some stuff in this movie that's off the charts and it charts and it's like obviously matches the first one and even surpasses it in some cases but overall i just think there was a bit too much filler in this you know or like yeah. he was like going into places expecting more of a reaction or more of a thing to happen it just doesn't really happen you're like oh yeah but you know i don't i don't get what's so funny about that you know what i mean like yeah I, I left this feeling, but then at the same time, like I'm in the minority because like I know people that like adored this and like, like you like thought it was like it matched the first one. Whereas I'm just like, oh yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I just didn't, I didn't laugh as much as I kind of wanted to. I don't know. I feel like the best thing that came out of this movie was um the, oh, the, the Cinderella parody of Melania Trump. Did you see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, I want Disney to make that, man. It's just so fucking funny. It's like, like it's like Donald Trump plays like Prince Charming, but then he like grabs her by, you know, the vagina and it's just, it's just, it's too good, man. Like it's, it's a, it's a real time. It's, it's yeah. a real time. It's genius. Like, oh. I also think, I, I don't think this movie will last as well as the other one. Yeah. Cause it, it's very zeitgeist. Whereas I feel like the first one was more yeah. like kind of showing everyone something we didn't know as much about. Whereas, yeah, there's nothing too novel in this one, I don't think. It's kind of showing us what we already know. But like, it's still, man. And also, it's really funny hearing him do Borat again. Because you forget, no matter how many times people say, very nice, and like all that stuff, no one does Borat like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. Like, no one does it like him. Oh, he's like, wow, wow, wee, wow. Like, he's just, you just, <laughs> you just can't do it. He's so oh. good. He's just fucking excellent, man. I also like, look, I like as well some of the reasons like for why like Borat, we haven't seen Borat in so long. Oh. Like the, the, the explanations of like the interlude between oh. this movie and the last movie, you know, how Borat's grown as a character, <laughs> I think is really fun. So yeah. And, and also people recognize him as well. I like that he put that in. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. For oh, sure. it's so good, man. When they get, when they had to try and get the abortion, I was just, I, I was just losing my shit. Like it was so funny. Just, <laughs> just when he got like, when he just like got that thing stuck in her throat or whatever, like, oh yeah, she had to swallow the, the um the statue, like oh yeah yeah the little uh the the tiny plastic baby. I put the baby in her. <laughs> it was just wait wait you're you're the father. Yes. <laughs> so can we get to that now? <laughs> yes, I'm her father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brenton, this brings us to, to Tenet. Yeah. So this brings us to Tenet, which is probably the biggest release this year that yes. came out this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Nolan, you know blockbuster genius you know 
always makes new new IP. He just can't stop. Uh, apart from the Batman films, like you know, he just he just keeps making movies, and they and they're usually quite successful. Mm. Nathan Tenet's a movie, isn't it? <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but Brent's like just rubbing his eyes at the moment, just like oh, <laughs> just like just looking so deflated. Tenet's a movie, isn't it? It, like, it is a movie. It's a movie. I could point to Tenet and go, look, that is a movie. But I don't have much else to say about it. You know what I mean? Like it's like honestly, dude. I like, think this is... Here's the thing. Yeah, okay. What's the thing, Branson? Tell me the bloody thing. So this movie's trying to be Inception, right? This yes. movie's trying to be Inception like 2.0. on Inception levels. But it's just fucking not, right? Like because, because the thing that this movie gets wrong at its core, apart from anything else, yes. is the fact that it's it does exposition terribly. Oh. Like the exposition in this movie is fucking atrocious. It's so bad yeah right we can't even hear it half the time like you you have high con- like th- this movie's hard to concept conceptualize on a good day right yeah. inception's like made for multiple viewings obviously but you can still watch it once and be like wow that's an a, that's a fantastic film yeah, and you get and it. understand everything that's going on this i've got no clue like i've like i'm just like because the right, movie starts cool. off doing okay with the premise right because you know you've got rob you, you, yep. know, you got bloody you know denzel washington jr like bloody picking up a gun being like oh okay this is you know we can reverse time this is interesting like, like chris is good at that he's good at getting you in and being like oh, okay i get the gist of it but the second they yep. start putting human bodies and saying they can also be reversed there's so many fucking loopholes in the script right like like it and like yeah we are not the first to say this this film genuinely to its core makes no sense like like if you yep. really sit down with the time travel mechanics about it and think about oh by the way the plot if you don't know it's about you know bloody john david trying to trying to get a secret code that prevents you know time being reversed that will destroy the whole universe or whatever it is so like yeah it's funny because that's a really simple plot like when you think about it it's just them getting a thing that's the whole movie just with some reverse time gimmicks thrown in there and like but when you think about like a human being reversed they have double gangers that's also moving forward and 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 like they can't take an oxygen but the world moves back like it's just so incongruous and contradictory it's just it just makes no sense and here's and, and Brenton here's the real issue I think that exists with this movie with Inception because it's trying to be Inception right the key thing with Inception is that the premise or the gimmick of going into dreams is inherently tied to a character's arc right Leonardo DiCaprio yes. yep feels the trauma for causing his wife's death spoilers for inception so like he keeps going into yep. the dream world so he can keep her alive right it's him trying to get over the loss of his wife that's why we're in the dreams it's yes. so inherently tied to yes. Cobb's arc whereas with this movie with you know bloody john davidson and, and bloody batman running about trying to re- stop time being reversed they no one cares there's no personal stakes to the whole movie the closest you get to it is elizabeth Debicki. but even then you don't care if she sees us on or not you know that's exactly right nathan the characters just feel a bit bland in this look i do oh. appreciate the performances of like i actually think that kenneth brenner's just having like, too much fun he's in the this only movie. one having fun in this film <laughs> like he's having so much fun yeah. but i also kind of like robert pattinson in this movie i think he's also he comes off okay in the sense of like he's yeah, just he a fun, just, he just has nothing to do. I guess, sidekick. Yeah, I know exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. No one really has anything to do. And you know what? At the end of the day, for me, this is like what a, this is probably Nolan's worst movie. I agree, and I also think maybe this might be his jump the shark moment. I think like yeah, I, th- I agree. I think if, yeah. I think I think for the time it took him to like you know come up with this passion project, write the screenplay, and the years he's worked on this shit, yeah. I can say wholeheartedly it was not worth no. it. And like I think like for if he's smart, I think for his next film he's gonna dr- like reel it way back. Like, I like you know yep. if he's if he's gonna do high concepts, he's gonna be so simple stupid for the high concept if he does that again, or he'll make a sequel. Yep. If he gets desperate, we don't need a sequel to this. No, 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 no a sequel just a sequel. to anything. I think for his next film, if oh he gets yeah, desperate, okay, right, right. he'll make you know, yeah. I don't know, Matthew McConaughey's still crying in space or whatever it is. Like he'll, I don't know, he'll do something. 
But like, <laughs> sorry, I, I I forgot about Interstellar until you said that. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is still crying in space. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It yeah. was something like. In that. saying that, though, this movie is still really well made. Like, it's yeah. still like obviously, you know, like it's got some amazing action moments in it that you're like, holy fuck, how'd they do that? You know, you know it's bullshit. You know, so like, I'm so sick of gimmick filmmaking in that sense. So so they the way they did the reverse fighting sequences is they quite literally didn't just rewind the footage. They choreographed it so it looked as though it was reversed, right? Yes. And like... Yep. But it looks the same as if they just rewinded it. So they did that. Thing And thing number two, they literally crashed a plane into a hangar, right? There was this big part of the marketing campaign yes. and they crashed a plane. But like, is it that theatrical when they do it? Like, you know... I don't know, man. You tell me. It's it's it's, it's, it's It kind of just... It doesn't really crash into the hangar. It kind of just like kind of bumps into it. <laughs> Maybe there's like one explosion. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just... It's just... Don't know it feel like... You know, the highway chase scene, it feels just like a bad Matrix sequel. Like, I don't know. This oh, I, I think I think it's pretty impressive. But like, I, again, I don't... It doesn't mean anything yeah. if I don't care. You know what I mean? It's just... Even the twist, like... I, like the second... The second Robert Pattinson ran away from that masked guy, I knew it was John Day. Davidson's bloody body double like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah you, you, you know where all the yep. twists were coming like oh when Elizabeth to he's like oh I saw another woman dive off the boat I'm like oh I wonder who another woman's gonna be in this movie it's like it's probably you isn't it like Chris Nolan it's okay Nathan make a second Inception or make another Batman movie do the two things you're good at no no we don't we don't need a sequel to Inception we don't need that he'll come out with a new a new movie that hopefully won't be as higher a concept. Make a rom-com, Chris Nolan. Nathan, what's sad is for me is that, for me, this is probably still the best thing I've seen this year. You know what, what? I mean? That's what's sad. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what's sad. Oh, true. I forget. You've only seen, like, three movies so far. It's like Mulan, Sonic, and this. It's like... <laughs> That kind of that that kind of that kind of t- tells you the state oh. of things for me. It's just like wow, what well, a shit. Well, bloody dude, watch uncut, watch Invisible. <laughs> like, there's some good shit out there, man. Speaking of good shit, Brenton. All right, here we go to the next film, Soul. Wow. Okay. Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Does it live up to the I hype? I think this might be maybe one of my favorite Pixar films. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Like it's that up there. It's not my favorite Pixar film, but it is of that fucking caliber, man. What is your favorite Pixar film? Oh, Incredibles, easily. Yeah, okay. Um, followed by Wally. But like it is like of that caliber. It is as good as up. It is like as good as like Ratatouille. Like it's so fucking good, man. Like I I w- and it's so genius. It is like it has so much to say, and I wish I saw this as a kid. Yeah. It is all like, wow. it's all about kind of like like it's about your like it's so fucking deep. It's about like your, the purpose of your life. And it's like and it's kind of like accepting like what you're really here for and like what why we're actually here on the surf and like is it about getting your dreams or is it about something else? And like it's kind of and, and like it's so fucking genius the way it delivers all this kind of stuff. Every character in this is perfect. Like the casting is so fucking exceptional. Like they have bloody Jamie Foxx as the lead, they have Tina Fey as like a psychic. It's funny. It's so fucking funny. I haven't laughed like this in ages, Brenton. It's one of the funniest films I've. I laughed in here more than I did in Borat. Wow. Wow. Cool. Cool. And like, and the characters, it just feels so good. Like you root for them. You genuinely give a shit about them. I'm like, I want you all to be happy. And it's and it and it portrays black people so well in this. Like, like, it felt so organic and just like this does for music what Ratatouille did for food as far as like wow. as far as this movie and that kind of stuff like oh man I know it, it literally just came out like a couple of days ago but man yeah yeah fucking watch it watch it with the fam or watch it with a loved one like you just you, it, it, honestly like when I finish the movie I'm like am I doing what I'm meant to be doing in my life right now like I literally just sat there being like oh man like I gotta I got get out there man I gotta go outdoors <laughs> like man like look all I can say is as well is like it's obviously from the team that's brought you like some of my favorites such as Monsters Inc. Up oh Oh, Pete Doctor, um, what, what a Inside genius. Out as well. Yeah. yeah, well, Pete Doctor, like, you know, like, just, just 
awesome. So like, I'm expecting it to be good, but like to hear it's that good, oh, it gets my juices slow just, and I'm ready, man. Like I, I gotta give it good. a watch. Oh. Like, and by the way, this is the best looking film I think Pixar's ever made. It is gorgeous. Wow. Like, it is so fucking wow. beautiful the way this is shot. Like, and it feels original. Wow. Like the designs of when he. Because the, pre- the premise of the film is obviously, you know, Jamie Foxx dies and he goes to before you're born. So the before life. Yeah. And like, and it's just genius the way they've designed it. And it just feels so organic and like, you just feel curious again. You're just like, oh, this is cool. And, but what about this? And they explain so many little details. This is what like Tenet should have been as far as the way it handles exposition. Oh yeah. man, Pixar still I, I got it, I gotta check man. it out, man. Pixar still bloody got it. Man. After seeing Onward, I'm like... Yeah. Wow. That's that's a big jump, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. It's like going from like wow. good dinosaur to like this, you know? It's just like, thank you, Pixar. Thank you. Thank you for for, thank for, you, Pixar. for soul, man. It's bloody soul. Can't wait to watch it, dude. I can't wait to watch it. Which brings us to the last movie of 2020. I'm seeing this movie at the end of January, right? At a Sydney Moonlight Cinema, right? So I'm going to be seeing it like on the harbour probably with the projector up and like getting the full experience, man. It's going to be real time. So... Am I in for a good time or a bad time? Or an okay time? It's fine. It's fine. Like, Oh, yuck. I know. Yucky. I know. I, I, I wish it were better. Like, it's it's just... It's just it's just Wonder Woman kind of fucking about for two hours. <laughs> like, it's not really about... It. I, I, the movie really, really tries to be about something. But I think that's its, its biggest fault. It's just... It ends up kind of being about nothing. Yeah. I, I was going yeet at some moments. There's, like, some comic book throwbacks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. But, like, I don't know. Totally. I just... I got nothing out of it. But hopefully, hopefully when you see it, maybe you'll get something out of it. But like, and by the way, it is barely tied to the DCEU. Like this could almost be a standalone film. Like there's next to no connections to the wider DC world. Oh, okay. Cool. I guess. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll report back to you, Nathan, once I've seen it on the harbor. Nathan, before we go, there is a movie I've seen that you have not seen. Ooh, Brendan, you surprised me. I love it. What have you seen that I haven't seen? Nathan, I think I watched something that I wasn't expecting to watch. Ooh. But I watched it nonetheless. A 2020 film? Yes. I watched the Netflix movie, Holodate. Oh my God, why? Why would you watch Holodate, Brenton? Am I pointing the fingers at your girlfriend for this? No, you're not. Oh. You're not at all. Okay. You're pointing the finger at my mother. Oh, Sharon, what are you doing? So I returned home one one lonesome day. I returned home. Okay. And I find her in the living room with this film on, right? Right. And it was like, as I mentioned before, the the analogy of, of, it was like watching a car crash. I couldn't take my eyes off it. Okay. Nathan, this is perhaps one of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science so to get It is so bad. That. It is so bad, but it's also really good at the same time. Oh, no. No, it's... Okay, go on. Why? Nathan, this is absolutely atrocious, right? But it's so bad that it's good. Okay. It was so fucking bad. <laughs> like, it was just astounding to me how bad it was. I couldn't believe What's it. What's the premise of Holiday? Enlighten me about it, Brenton. I want to know. So, Holiday, the, pre- <laughs> the premise is basically is that you have... Some chick, right? You know, some chick. She's like, oh, <laughs> some chick played by uh, Emma Roberts, right? And she's all like, oh, fuck this, you know, like fuck this whole dating thing, like you know, oh, I'm just gonna tell me about it. I'm just gonna have this boy toy, basically, that I that I go for a date on, and I bring to every single like family event or like holiday, right? Okay. Throughout the year, public holiday. So like Valentine's Day. So he's the surrogate boyfriend for these events. For these events, right. you know, and they have this worked out that they're just gonna be like that, and like other than that, they're not gonna contact each other. 
That's the premise. And let me guess, maybe they fall in love accidentally, but maybe it doesn't work out at the end of the second act, but in the end, they do end up together. Nathan, yes. And there's a speech <laughs> at the end, too. Oh, thank God. Every rom-com needs a speech, doesn't it, Brenton? And there's a speech There's a speech in this mall that is perhaps one of the worst fucking things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Should I YouTube the speech after this episode? Yes, yes, you should. Okay. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. The other thing is, is that the, the guy in this, like the, the love interest, yes. the male... <laughs> Is uh he's he's one of the guys from uh from what what was it called Hacksaw Ridge? Oh. He's that dude that like Andrew Garfield was like that guy that was a dick to Andrew Garfield that then they become friends and then he dies and Andrew Garfield gets all, all upset. That's the dude that's like the love interest in this oh my movie, God. right? Is he that also guy. against guns in this movie? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But he's a uh, he's an Australian, right? He's an Australian actor. Oh, and this character's only literally. His only characteristic is that he's an Australian guy. Also, his character is also Australian. Yes. Right. Yes. So, it's on so a scale bad. of like one to ten, how racist is this against Australians? Like his performance. I mean, I wasn't offended. But oh. I'm not offended. So by he's many like things. stereotypically so Australian. He's like, oh, sorry, lava. Gosh, I, I can't help but wear board shorts all the time. Like, is it like? I mean, he kind of is, but he's just he's there's literally nothing to him. Like, oh, there's geez. nothing to this character, and it's 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 quite beautiful to watch. <laughs> it's it's something else. Right. This this has probably the worst end credits I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, wow. Like, it's so bad. They're like, it's like all these photos that they've taken of like all the characters doing various things, but they're obviously like green screen to be like, wow, we're in front of like, you know, this landmark in Australia. Oh my God. Like, and other characters are like, oh, we're doing this thing, but they're clearly not there. <laughs> they're clearly just taking a photo. It look, it honestly looks like something made an iMovie. Oh, jeez. It's, it's so, Maybe, it's this, so this movie probably was made an iMovie, man. <laughs> it probably was. Oh. It probably was. Nathan, holler date. Holler date. More like holler don't. <laughs> More like holler doom. Uh, let's <laughs> look it up. I want to see what I want to see what the tomato meter ranking is at the moment. Holler date, 2020 film. It must be low. Holy right. fuck! It's 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 45 percent on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Oh what? Oh geez. And you know what? It's bullshit like this that always does well on Netflix, right? These rom coms are always in the top ten. Like fuck yeah, man! Like it'll 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 be the one. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it was probably the it was probably like one of the top movies this holiday season. Jeez. Oh my goodness, it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so oh. but you watch the whole thing. Well, wait. Can I can I can I can I read the website's critics consensus? <laughs> Please. Holiday's self-aware approach to rom-com formula is refreshing, but it's offset by a questionable premise and unnecessarily vulgar jokes. That's the other thing. Dude, this like this movie is like this movie is for adults, dude. Oh, right. Okay. It's all the better for it, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like, because nothing really lands, but it's like you're in disbelief of like they even tried to go there. You know right, what I mean? Right. Okay. Dude, it's worth just checking out. Just watch a few Holiday. scenes. Holiday. And uh, if, you, if, if you're actually enjoying yourself and you're going, wow, this is like so bad that it's good, then watch the movie. Please do it. I'm excited, man. Holiday. The, the the twist we all didn't know we needed this this holiday season. Jeez. It's getting me excited. It's getting me going. I'm so happy for you, man. Are you going to watch it again with your girlfriend? Will you ever see it again? Uh, I said to her that we should watch it together because she, she's also watched it the whole way through. But I said, I want to watch it from start to finish with you. Oh, and I just want to shit on this thing. <laughs> I just want to shit on it for like the whole time. Uh, and she was like, I literally don't know if I can sit through it again. And I was like, fair enough, but I can't. But I can. Like, you know me, I can do it. I, if I you can, can sit do through it. cats, yep. you can sit through this. Absolutely. I've sat through cats many times. Speaking of cats, speaking of the best and worst of our podcast, Brenton, we're now in our top five and worst five sections, Brenton. Top five. Top five, worst five. Top, top five. five. High five. Top five, worst five. High five. 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 five all around. Yeah. Number five. One, two, three, four. High five. So, 
this is this is the section where out of all what are we up to 137 out of all 137 episodes we are gonna list brenton the top five movies we've reviewed in the worst five we've got our own mm. subjective list so i'll what let's let's do what we did last time i'll spread off my top five you spread off your top five and then we'll have a bloody chat about it does that sound good sounds good all right sounds good so let's do it yeah so uh my i think the best five movies we've watched this so far on this podcast my number five is drunken master my number four wow yep Oh um, man, it's fucking up there, dude. Number four, number four is Raging Bull. Yes. Number three is The Emperor's New Groove because we bloody did it, wow. Brandon. It's now on the list. Number wow. two, yep. Sunset Boulevard. Oh my god. And number one, The Apartment. Wow, Nathan. Yeah, man. Wow, buddy. They're wow, the best man. five films yep. on this show. Watch them all, listeners. All right, now, Brandon. Shit. Brandon, what are the best five films we've done on this show so far? Oh, fuck. It's so hard, dude. We've had a good year for movies. But can I just start by saying, like, like props to you. Like, the top five could be made of all the movies that came out this year. Yeah, easy. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, easily. That we, that we watched this year, sorry. Not that came yeah. out this year. Because we, re- re- we review movies that are older than 20 years. Oh, shit, we had a lot of, we had a me. great year for new, like, new old movies that we watched. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, fuck. All right, here we go. Number five. Seven Samurai. Number four, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Ah. Number three, <laughs> number three, The Apartment. Ooh. Number two, Network. Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, there we go, Brenton. All right. So I'm I'm really happy we both gave The Apartment its due. Yes, I am too. I could probably do that number five again. If I was to do it, I'd get rid of Seven, seven Samurai. I'd move Good, The Bad, The Ugly up to five. And I'd move The Apartment to four, then put King of Comedy still at three. Yeah. Two, Network. One, Wonderful Life. It's that's a hard it's one. It's so hard, yeah. man. Like we oh, we've had such good movies, man. I Billy Wilder surprised me how bloody good it was. Like I just yeah. oh I I like I, I, all about Eve was close as well. Like like Dude, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I actually kinda wanna read you as well, like my top five for just this year, because there'd be there'd be a, a few more in there yeah. so I could like talk about those. But uh, we'll do that after we do our worst five. Yeah, like it's just we had such a good year for movies, man. Like all them I there's none on that list I really disagree with heaps. Like it's I was ups- I was upset I couldn't put more in. Same. Like I was so upset. Like there were so many movies. All about Eve is a big one. All about Eve is a big one. Yeah. The other films in the Dollars trilogy. Yeah. The apartment was the big one. Some like it hot. Some like oh. it hot is awesome. Um we watched Barton Fink this year. Yeah. We also watched Fargo. You know, we 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 watched Emperor's New Groove as well. Like that was one that I just like. I can't believe like I'm. That's not on anything. Yeah, like it's just upsetting. I had to put it on. Upsetting to me. I, I should have put Emperor's as number Wizard one. Wizard of Oz was reviewed this year. Yeah, like you have like classics like that. We we were. Talking we finally about. lived up to the name of the show. Oh, there were so many movies, dude. Oh, and it's just it's it's quite upsetting that not all of them can be mentioned here. But yeah, this is probably the best year for movies that we've done. Like obviously on the show, yeah. it's just been dude. The Graduate. The Graduate. Know, we had, oh. The Graduate's so fucking good, man. Like, like any of these titles, listeners, like, just bloody watch them all. Like, they're so good. Like, there's nothing that Brent and I are really schisming on here. Like, l- last time we did this, we had a few disagreements. The other thing is, is that, like, really, there was no bad Bonds this year. Like, Yeah! That's what really surprised me. <laughs> like, Yeah, man. Like, that's the other thing. Like, so there's, it hasn't been, like, there's not movies I've pointed to that I can be like, oh, that's absolutely fucking terrible. Dude, I'm you know still I mean? thinking about Dr. Made- no. 
Like even yes. even though it wasn't very good, I'm still thinking about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, I look, I've 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 had worse bonds than than the than the ones this year, my friend. Oh. Like seriously, like Goldeneye. Come on, come oh, on, man. man. Jeremy still brings it up. Like it's oh, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> Him and that tank, I just can't get over. But maybe maybe this is where we'll find some schism, Brenton. Let's talk about the worst five films we've reviewed on this show. Okay, you go, All Nathan. Right. And it, go. and the list has changed. So from you know least worst to most worst, number five. Is Withering Heights. <laughs> <laughs> and then number four is The Black Cauldron. <laughs> yep, number three that pisses me off is The Goonies. So, <laughs> oh, so no. easily. No. So easily. No. Keep and then going, number two, going. Emerald City. Number one, Cats. <laughs> oh, Nathy, 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 boy. All right. It's okay. Well, Brenton. We'll, we'll live with it. Yeah. So the, the the number one, number two didn't change, obviously, because nothing. I don't think anything will ever be Emerald and Cats. But like, yeah, those bottom three, boy, <laughs> they 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 run me up the <laughs> wrong way. But but let's see what you got, Brenton. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. So there's 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 actually been some changes. Ooh. Like there, there has there has been there has been some changes, okay. but uh, we're we're gonna live with it. We're just we're just gonna go with it. Okay, I love it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Number five is the black culture. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well done, <laughs> good stuff, friend. Number four. Number four is still the castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Brenton. Shut up. Keep going. I, I honestly, I'm thinking of swapping castle to number five, so Black Cauldron can go to number four. Black Cauldron is easily more that. worse than the castle. Come yeah, on, yeah, man. yeah. I'll, I'll put castle. Look, I'll, I'll give you its due. I'll put castle number five for still Black Cauldron. Blasphemous. Number three is Twister. It's still yeah. Twister. Number two is Cats, and number one is Emerald City. Yeah, I get that. I don't think Twister's... Oh, no, Twister's pretty terrible. But, dude, what's amazing about that is is that I got rid of The World Is Not Enough. So, basically, there's no Bonds on my oh, Wow. Oh, this has been a good year for Bond, Brenton. Like, you know. But it's not that. I just think it's just been, like... I just think, like, Bonds... Like, Bond annoys me. <laughs> like, it really annoys me. But it's just kind of boring as batshit. So, like, it's not insulting. No. Whereas, like, some of these others are just insulting. And the castle, I just, like... I just don't get. So... <sighs> Mate, you're just gonna have your nationality revo- revoked. You're just gonna get your passport taken off at this point. <laughs> like, shall I talk about? Shall I talk about just movies from that we've reviewed this year and why top five of them was five? Because I got the list. Okay, here. before you do, just one thing: Do you agree with Withering Heights? That 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 new edition, Withering Heights and Goonies. Goonies, I don't agree with. Okay, Withering Heights, you'll I'll keep you updated. Oh my goodness, in person. just a oh, second. No, don't you fucking dare put this on your list. All right, tell me your fucking list of 2020, Breton. Okay, so for 2020, my top five are number five is all about Eve. Yep. Number four. For a few dollars more. Yep. Number three, a fistful of dollars. Yeah. Number two, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right, jeez. And number one, the apartment. Man, man, you'd bloody love Sergio Leone. Look at you now knowing his name proper. I couldn't I couldn't get rid of him. I couldn't oh, get rid of geez, him. Oh, jeez, I know. Okay, here's the worst five. Here's the worst five of the okay. year, which is where we get things get interesting. Okay. Number five, Return to Oz. Terrible. <laughs> number so four, bad. Pink Panther. Oh, yeah. Number three. Withering Heights. Thank you. Well done. Number two, this is Spinal Tap. Mm. And number one, Black Cauldron. I agree with all that. I think Spinal Tap isn't as bad as you're saying. Like I just think it's boring, dude. Like I just I just like didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. I remember you not enjoying it. And I I, I still don't think about it, like which is, you know, the kind of thing you, these movies have to do if they're gonna be classics, but like I still giggled. Yeah. I think people will still giggle if they watch this. <laughs> if you wanna giggle, if you, if wanna, you wanna giggle, giggle give this is Spinal Tap. Up to eleven. Yeah, man. Yeah, Withering Heights, Jesus. We meme it to death, but Christ is a terrible. <laughs> I want you to haunt me, Nathan. Oh, thank you. And it's funny because it's the only Lawrence Olivier film we've done. 
<laughs> and it's yeah. bullshit. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. Now, Nathan, shall we do some banter boys movie oh, awards? I'm so for, excited. For 2020. This is this is this might be my favorite section because the way we do it, listeners, is that Brent and I both have chosen a winner for random categories that we want to give out some awards to for this year. And so once we say our respective nominees, you and I, Brenton, we debate on who's going to be the winner and who's going to be the runner-up. Exactly. Let's get yes. into it. So we're going to do uh, start off with a with a fan favorite, the best animal in a 2020 movie. Yes. There weren't too many animals this year. And in fact, this is a very difficult year to hand out awards for because the options are very limited, as um, we'll soon see in the Oscars to come. So my pick, Brenton, is from Birds of Prey. Wow, okay, yep. And it is... Is it the hyena? It's the hyena, well done. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Because I think the hyena's yes. in, the, in the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. Bruce the hyena. Bruce, yeah, it's named after Batman. It's so good. Dude, love it. So uh, I'm actually going to give my Best Animal Award uh, to... Oh, this is a hard one. I had two here, but... I think I'll give still give it to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog simply because <laughs> yeah simply because that fucking redesign did a did a world of wonders Didn't to that it? film because honestly if that original design had come oh out God. like what a freaky freaky a mess nightmare. so he Sonic simply gets the award simply because he was redesigned well done for taking for taking the slap on the wrist and actually presenting something that was watchable. You know what? For that merit, I think I will give it to Sonic as well. I think we'll, I think Sonic definitely deserves yep. to win. I like the hyena and I think we'll give it to a runner-up because the story of the hyena is so fucking ridiculous in the movie. Because Harley Quinn, she goes to a genuine pet store and she's like, oh, hey, can I have the hyena? And the guy's like this random like Chinese shopkeeper and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, you can have the hyena. And he's like, oh, how much? And then she kind of just like glares at him and then she turns to the yep. hyena and she's like, oh, are you hungry, hyena? <laughs> And then, like, it, like, hard cuts to, like, Harley Quinn's apartment and, like, the hyena's, like, chewing on the guy's arm. <laughs> like, oh my that's, God. like, mauled yeah. off. And you're like, dude, you're a vet keeper who was clearly serving a very publicly well-known, like, DC supervillain. What are you doing? <laughs> like, wh- <laughs> how do you think this is going to go? So, and the hyena just kind of, like, does this little stupid laugh. And I'm like, I like you, hyena. You're doing good things. Oh, dearie me. Oh. Deary me. Brenton, what was the best kiss in a 2020 movie? Okay, so this one's a bit of a different one for me because, again, there wasn't many much romance no. this year. Apart from Hola Date that I saw. <laughs> yeah. So I had to I had to get creative. Uh, so, <laughs> so my best kiss in a 2020 movie is kind of a funny one Ooh. because it's the kiss of death between the screen and the victim in... <laughs> In uh in in that great film, The Social Dilemma, <laughs> specifically that young boy when he goes to the alt right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Oh, oh my gosh, what a ridiculous like. St- Stupid! Oh. Like that kid sucked. We've already spoken about uh, it, but I really wanted to talk about it at this point in the episode because that kid just—he just, just—and oh. uh, he—he—he's in a romantic interlude with his mobile phone. Apparently, oh my god, it, that is horrible, man! Like it, but when I think of like the best kiss in the movie, it, like man, like it's a standout kiss from this year. I mean, you're not wrong, mate. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll say my nominee, then we'll decide. So my, I've gone in the same direction as you, Brenton. I don't think this is a very good kiss, but this is the kiss that stood out to me in 2020 film. And it's the kiss that Elizabeth Debicki gives Kenneth Branagh in the film Tenet as she's about to, like, have him shot to death. And, like... Yes. And, like, the little, like, makeout session that they have is, like, her guy kind of going for it and Kenneth Branagh's, like, looking very confused. <laughs> and, like, it's kind of, like, glaring around <laughs> as she's macking out. So, like... Yeah, man. I want yeah, my man. nominees for them. So, where, where does your heart... I'd lie? actually... I'd- 
I, I'd give it to you, dude, because I think it's an actual physical kiss. <laughs> and I think it's just so it's so weird and wonderful that no wonder, you know, no wonder that you gave it a best kiss to that, yeah. that to that particular kiss. So I'm happy I'm happy for uh Social Dilemma to be a runner up to Tenet in that category. Uh, there you yes. go, Tenet. You're getting some awards. Brenton, what twenty twenty movie do you believe belongs in the MCU? So uh even though I kind of shat on it before, <laughs> due to like basically the supernatural elements in it, I think Mulan would be a great addition <laughs> to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, it man. It does. She's basically a fucking Avenger. Like, it's insane. Like, she's just got, like, a, she like can absolutely run on walls. killer superpowers. She can, like, kick a javelin. Yeah. Like, she's doing all sorts yeah. of shit. Like, she's all good. Yeah. Were you waiting for, like, the Phoenix that was flying around to kind of land, like, like, like above her head and, and for her to, like, kind of clap it and then burst into flame and, and disappear? <laughs> I was waiting for that the whole time. Oh. And then I was waiting for the crossover, inevitable oh, crossover no. with uh, f- the Fantastic Beast. One, one of the soldiers were like, oh, that's Mulan. She's got style. <laughs> she like vanishes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then roll credits. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> and I'm just getting off with the four. Anyway, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, Mulan, absolutely, she's a huge superhero. My nominee is from a movie, th- its title is Superheroic The Invisible Man. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the invisible, or maybe not him, but that suit, I think if other characters were to get their hold, could get their hands on it. I think, you know, any one from that movie would make a great addition to the MCU. Could you imagine, like, the, the climax of Endgame and then it just goes to a, a shot of basically, like, all these enemies just being, like, taken out, like, but they're, like, you can't oh, see yeah. taking them out. Dude, that would be and awesome. It's the Invisible Man. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'm also kind of surprised that we haven't had someone invisible yet in the MCU. I guess because we're waiting for um for Mrs. Fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the second she rocks up, man, we're going to bloody get those cool scenes. Absolutely. And they're going to be funny too. Like, there's going to be some physical comedy, oh, comedy too. So Can't ready wait. for the Fantastic Four, man. It's going to be good. The best beard in the 2020 movie. Brenton, my nominee is from a movie you have not seen, but I'm going to say it anyway. When you watch the movie Soul, there is a yes. scene where um, Jamie Foxx goes to a barber shop. Right. And the barber, the guy who cuts his hair, has an amazing beard. He's got this huge beard. There's actually a couple of good beards in Soul, but this guy's got an amazing one. Because he's also a barber. And like, oh, it's so cool, man. It's like, uh, even if, uh, maybe even type into Google, like, Soul, I'm yeah, doing Soul it. I'm doing Pixar it right Barber. Yep. Maybe see if he pops up, because, like, oh, boy, he's got, he's got a good bushy beer going on. This is the part of the show when Brenton Googles shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Look at that, that beauty. That is bushy goodness. Yeah. Wow. And he's a great character wow. as well. Like, you, you spend some time with him. It's a good beer. My Lord. Mm. Look at that. Also, look at this, like, animation. Good I know. Boy. Doesn't he look so good, man? Wow. Incredible. Nathan, I will give you my best beard pick, which is a controversial pick. Ooh, it's I love the controversy. It's controversial because it's not actually a full beard. Ooh. Because it's Jim Carrey from Sonic the Hedgehog as Dr. Robotnik <laughs> with, his, with his fucking ridiculous moustache, which is just... Oh, my God. Like, Movember goal. No, Movember goal's right there, my friend. Like, that. that is just off the charts. Oh, jeez. It's insane. It's a, because also Jim Carrey is almost always clean-shaven as well. Just, just, just to see him with, like, facial hair is just Yeah, it's a insane. real treat. You know what? I want to give it to Jim Carrey because yes. it's a real beard, you know? Like, he... I mean, obviously, he, it's just, like, a prop. Like, they just glued it to his face. But, like, he still had to walk I, around I, I'd it. probably give it to Jim Carrey, too. Yeah, out of those two. But even though oh, I appreciate that, that beard from Soul, I think it's a magnificent beard. I completely agree, man. Jeez, well done. All right, beards are handed out. So, Brenton, what was the best death in a 2020 Again, movie? Again, I've, I've gone a bit differently here. I was going to give it to Mulan. I was going to give it to Ooh. the witch chick that just got fucking shot out of the oh air. Oh, my God. Because it was so... F- that, that just actually kind of made me chuckle. It was so <laughs> funny. And then, like, when Mulan catches her and then she's, like, human again, she's like, oh. <laughs> 
it's like burying Cotillard and like yes, Dark Knight it's, Rises. It's pretty bad. bad. Like it's so terrible. Oh. Best death, like I mean, like the best death this year. Like, and I can't really say this is it is the best, but like basically, cinema died this year, dude. So like, I'd give it to the death of cinema. Like to be honestly, like. <laughs> Like, it just died. I like the like, out-of-the-box thinking. Like, I was like, what's the best one? And I was like... <laughs> just the medium you know, itself. Some deaths in Tenet that are pretty good. But, like, I, I, I guess... Yeah, I guess it's the death of cinema. It was so... You know, it's like, how do you how do you do a good death in a movie? You kill the movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the medium decided to die itself. Forget that. Yeah, man. Like, like to be fair... To, so, it's so funny you brought up Tenet because my nominee's from Tenet. Because I found... Because the funniest death by a fucking mile... <laughs> <laughs> like in that movie was when they killed <laughs> off Ken Branagh because like the way they do it the way they kill off Ken Brother and Tenet spoil us that movie but no one fucking cares is that Elizabeth Debicki is like kind of dancing about on like their little super yacht and she's like squirting sunscreen on the floor <laughs> like, before Ken Branagh notices and then like and then she like grabs a broom and like pretends to be like mopping it up while he's like just chatting about killing the world on his little lounge chair then she shoots him and then she like grabs his corpse and kind of just like slides it along the sunscreen so it just kind of like splats into the water on the side of the yacht but then but then the funniest shot of the whole fucking movie is like her getaway boat like driving off into the distance and tied to the boat is the corpse of Ken Branner and then they just got him by the feet just bobbing about in the water oh. as they're sailing away oh it's too good on, good. good on you Ken <laughs> we love you Ken it's so stupid oh. I love it too much it's just like is it no 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 as like, as like the boat is like driving away you just hear in the faint distance this is just like magic <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, for that reason alone, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to uh, Ken Brenner. No, no, no more words need to be said. Oh, oh that would have been great. Just like no, as, as soon as like Elizabeth Tabiki like like shoots him, he like looks up at her and he's like, "Who are you?" And he looks like his like, the hole in his chest, and he's like, "Now, who am I?" <laughs> this is a nice place. Looks at the sun screaming on the floor. This is a nice place. Do you live here? <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking clocks him with a rock and he falls the oh. same way. <laughs> Too good. Oh, I love that like in Chamber of Secrets, you have like a 12 year old child just like like bash a teacher in the skull <laughs> with a rock. Like, oh, it's too, too good. good. Too good indeed. Well, Nathan, uh, this year has been a strange one. So we've introduced some new categories here for it? best and worst streaming services, which gave us our movie needs this year. So Nathan, in your opinion, what would yes. be the best streaming service this year out of all of the ones available? Honestly, to stay connected to the movie going community to feel like you're a part of that conversation you get when you go to the cinema. I feel like Netflix one, right? Hands down, Netflix one. See, I disagree. Ooh. I like this. What do you I think, think is like, the best? I think, like, yeah, on face value, like you said, like, connecting us to the cinema, yeah, Netflix, like, I agree. But I'm all about the improvement, you know what I mean? I'm all about the the reason for people to come on oh. board, you know what I mean, with your streaming service. And I True. feel that Disney Plus has actually given us reasons to actually sign up for their service this year. And I think that's that they, true, they did some smart releases this year. They've announced a bunch of stuff that's coming to that service. And I think it's a real contender to be the best ser- to be the best service yeah. on the market. One, one movie we didn't mention this in our little list is how Hamilton, That's right. Not really yeah. a movie, is it? It's, it's more of a yeah. It's more of a play. But I tell you what, as a theatrical release, man, Hamilton was 
one of the most talked about things this year. Like exactly, yeah, yeah. And if you look at Netflix, they have their 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 talked about stuff isn't movies. It's it's like Tiger right. King and, and Queen's Gambit. It's like, it's all TV still. Like that's exactly right. So if I'm talking movies and the best movie service, it's probably going to be Disney Plus this year, man. Yeah, I probably enjoyed more Disney Plus films than the Netflix films this year. Like Soul, Hamilton, like Onward. <laughs> Yo, fuck off, Onward. Remember, remember Artemis Fowl came out this year. Jesus, it's got a yeah. Remember, too, like, re- remember uh, that. <laughs> that was directed by Ken Brenner as well. He's been dragged by the feet in that one. <laughs> well, honestly, if I had to choose this year, if I had to watch like, like Netflix's movie catalog or Disney Plus's movie catalog, I'd probably choose Disney Plus. So yeah, man, you're probably I'm gonna, right. Yeah, dude, I'm going to yeah. give it number one for sure. For sure. With there Netflix as a runner up, that's done some great things yeah. as well this year. But Nathan, I want to you know ask what? you. We, we also have both. <laughs> so we didn't even have to <laughs> yeah, choose exactly. Brenton. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, but what was the worst one this year, Nathan? What oh. did us dirty? What did the bad, bad things to us boys this year, us banter boys? Brenton, you you can't you can't have a sentence that has worst streaming service in twenty twenty without including the word Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Cause I uh, agree. I agree wholeheartedly. You know, like Yeah. Also, I signed up for that, by the way. Like before really? the app even launched, because because there was so much talk about it in Hollywood, it was like going to be the next best thing. And I love that this thing fucked up because it's so fucking <laughs> stupid on face value. But like, <laughs> I signed up for it. I like, got the little like f- like three of month free trial. Like, well, I thought you know, like I knew it was going to be shit, but I wanted to see you know, you want to see this car crash. So Nathan, can I just read the like the first sentence from the Quibi Wikipedia page, <laughs> please? <laughs> Please, Brenton. Quibi was a short-lived American <laughs> short-form streaming platform that generated content for viewing on mobile devices. Jesus. And that's oh, all it'll ever be man. known as. Oh, too good. Quibi. Uh, too, I mean, no too way. bad. Too bad, I should say. I mean, look, uh, HBO Max, I, I, I shout out to HBO Max as well, just for like yeah. fucking everyone's day up as well. Do you but, know that um, Chris Nolan quote? Yes. About when like, yeah. What, what, it, he, he says something like, like, like he says something like, oh, I forgot what the actual quote is. Like, it's, it's somewhere on the internet, but he's like, it's like, Warner Brothers is making one of the worst decisions by putting the best movies or like uh, involving the best filmmakers and putting it on like the worst streaming service. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, oh, I love it. And it just perfectly summates with HBO Max, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I think Denis Villeneuve gave a, ga- gave a great quote as well. Not not as brutal as, brutal as Chris's and blunt as Chris's, but, uh, man, I feel sorry for Denis with Dune. Like, man. Yeah. Because this was supposed to be the movie that finally made him money. <laughs> that's <laughs> so it's right. like none of his other films do well. That's uh, right, yeah. But now he's just going to be fucked up again because that's the, the, the curse that this brilliant Canadian filmmaker has <laughs> of making yeah. superb films that no one sees. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but Nathan, this brings us on to the big boys. The, oh yeah. the big awards. The big oh no, awards they rocked the up quick. Pay your juice. Nathan, in your opinion, what was the best movie released in 2020? Soul. Yep. Yeah. It sounds like that's going to be mine as well. But I guess for now, I have to say Tenet. Which I hate. <laughs> I'm to say. so sorry, man. Literally, you literally, need to watch my, more movies. My, 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 it says best 2020 movie equals, and I put Tenet, I guess. <laughs> yeah man it's like and also it's on disney plus it's so easy to see man yeah i can't wait to watch it man i can't wait to watch it also like we're recording this on like the 29th so like it only came out like what four days ago so like yeah exactly yeah yeah, it's you'll yeah you'll you'll watch it and you'll bloody i'll catch up get on board so so nathan that brings us to the worst 2020 movie because i'll start because obviously mine is holiday that is the worst piece of shit that i've seen in a long while but also simultaneously being the best piece of shit i've seen in a while nathan what is your piece of shit this year brenton for my best movie i picked a pixar film 
for my worst movie, Branson. <laughs> <laughs> I picked a oh, Pixar film. And it's I love it, man. It's I love it, man. Well done. It's, oh, it's horrendous. But to be honest, like if I saw Holiday, I'd probably hate it more. So I'm yeah. tempted to give okay. it to you. Yeah, I, I, I'd give it to Holiday as well over Onward. At least Onward yeah. has some class. At least it has some good animation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even then. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Now, Nathan, the next award is best movie we happened to watch this year. So it can, it can include anything. The best thing that uh, was released in 2020 or just something we watched on the show or something in our spare time. Yeah. Nathan, I just thought it'd be fun for us to say it like our, both of our just our choices at the exact same time. So we go three, two, one, and we just say, say oh, it together. Oh, okay. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And, we see, and we see what happens. All right, ready? Okay. That, we just happened, that we just happened to watch this year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. One, the apartment. Air Force One. Hey. <laughs> Did you hear that? Like, Yeah, yeah. You said Air Force One. I said Air Force One, man. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah. Harrison Ford, he's the president and he's got to save the Air Force One because it's been hijacked by terrorists. Wow. There Dude, you go. Look, to be fair with you, yes, The Apartment's a better film. Like, The Apartment is like, yeah, you know what? You're right. The Apartment is probably the best <laughs> film we've seen this year. Like, like, hands down, it's so fucking excellent. Like, it's my number one movie that I put on my top five list. It's amazing. But Brenton Air Force One, it just, honestly, I, I, I prayed, I wished I hadn't seen this in private and we had done this on the show because, like, you would have fucking loved this movie. Like, it is so good. It is, like, one of the most entertaining pieces of media I think I've ever seen. It's wow. just from start to finish. It is, it is tense. It is a thrill ride. You fucking cheer during this. Harrison Ford plays the fucking president and he's like punching <laughs> bad guys on like Air Force One. It is so fucking good. Well, Nathan, I can't wait to watch it, but like I think that maybe one day if it's that good, we should do an episode on it. One maybe day. we should, yeah. It's like, oh, because I'd watch it again. It's, oh, it's so fucking good, man. It's just, it's just a like, yeah. It's like that kind of movie. You're just like, woo. Wow. Like, that's one it way just to sum gets it up. you going. Like, yeah, oh. man. It's hard to say which one is actually in front because uh, I haven't seen Air Force One yet. No, I've seen both. The Apartment's a better film. <laughs> like, like don't, <laughs> don't, don't let me put Air Force One ahead of it. Apartment's just so fucking genius, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, we'll do the same thing with the worst movie we happen to watch this year, which I think <laughs> mine is pretty obvious, obviously, but uh, let's do it. Let's see what happens. You won't guess right, mine, ready? but yeah, we'll do it again. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, holiday. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Please explain. The Disney film from the 90s. So oh Mr. Magoo, God. he's like this beloved animated character, right? Like from like the 60s or some shit like this. Like, And he's like he's, he's, he's like this blind old man who, who, who can't see shit. Like he, he's got glasses, but he generally can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. And like and 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 like like in the animated thing or whatever he's just kind of stumbling about it's very slapstick and like you know this animated thing's very beloved it's a little bit like Pink Panther but like the actual movie of the live action Mr. Magoo is one of the most dog shit pieces of cinema I think I've ever witnessed wow. in my life. I I just like, looked it up then holy shit wow. It is so bad and what's so so fucking funny about this movie is that this whole movie it's him just like making every mistake a character can make to prevent this like this like a medallion or jewel whatever being stolen. I can't remember the plot of this fucking movie. It's so terrible. He's like he's like guarding something in an art gallery and gets stolen. <gasps> and like and like he drives a car and he crashes it everywhere. But like here's the thing. So like the whole movie is like like him making silly stupid mistakes because he's blind. And then at the very 
very end of the movie, like right as the credits start, there's a disclaimer that's put on the movie. There's a disclaimer <laughs> that's shown that says that says like the Disney Corporation like wants to make uh, wants to note that this film was in no way intended to offend the blind. And like, oh my god, and it says that at the end. And I'm like, this whole fucking movie has been made to offend the blind. Like Jesus, it is so fucking atrocious. I was just praying for it to finish, man, dude. Don't watch it. I mean, you never were going to watch it, but like, you know, I I heard this character reference, so I thought, oh, watch the movie, and it was dog shit. So I just looked up as well, and I saw on the tomato meter that it was sitting at 7%. Oh, man. I didn't know that going in, and I should (laughs) have. Well, Nathan, I just wanted to introduce a new award for this year as well. Oh, okay. And I wanted to ask you, what is the film you're most excited to see next year? That's now going to come out next year? Ah. No Time to Die, actually. Mm, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I was really looking forward to that one. So I want to see how... Like, dude, it's like the first... Also, it's the first Bond movie to come out since we've actually started watching the Bond franchise. Totally. Maybe we'll have to go see it together. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it, man. So like, what about you? What were you looking forward to most this year? Uh, so mine would definitely be Dune. Ah, yeah, true. This actually got to wait a whole nother year for it, man. you got ages to go for it. I know, rip. Yeah, I know. There's something about June I'm not that hyped for yet. I know what it is. It just kind of looks like generic sci-fi at the moment. Like, I don't know. It's like, you're the, you're the only one who has to save the world from, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm hoping that when I see the movie, it'll be a little bit more narratively interesting, which it should be, because the book's acclaimed. Yeah, so I'm praying the same thing. But, um, no, I trust Denis. He hasn't done a bad one yet. I trust the filmmaker. I trust that it's a great cast. And I imagine, obviously, everyone, like, loves June. Exactly. So... No, I think I think I think it's in good hands, Brenton. Like us, we are in good hands because we have each other's hands to hold oh. us steady. Brenton, let go. You don't have to hold it right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. I will. I'll, I'll. I'll let that go. Sorry. Thank you. Sweaty palms. But listeners, you're always welcome to hold our hands because that was 2020 in review. Woo. 2020. Oh, we can finally leave it in the dust, Brenton. We're finally free. <laughs> finally. So yeah, that's that's the end of it, man. What a what a year, man. What a bloody year. I mean, you kind of did your whole spiel at the start, but like, you know, we we bloody did it. We crossed the finish line, and we could have done it without you listeners. So thank you, thank you for watching all movies with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to our listeners. You guys, like, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be a show without you. No, we'd just be two guys awkwardly talking in in, in the room, just hoping someone listens. So. <laughs> <laughs> praying someone tunes yeah. in it's like Brenton you don't need microphones I can I can hear you just my own ears it's like oh oh okay <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so Nathan we have some news to announce though we do we do because Brenton you and I've been talking about this for a while because like you know we love talking about old movies on this show but like the w- there's so much happening in the world right both you like there's two things happening right there's really interesting stuff going on with movies these days right that is worth talking about you know we all love even though we have this rule saying we want to propagate these classics. We do love talking about movies today. And two, it's really great chatting to like you listeners online and like getting to talk about our movies and all that kind of stuff. So we want to kind of do maybe a tiny little mini show that kind of addresses both those things and kind of break up the gaps but so we can see each other more often than just once a week. Frankly, Brenton, we just want to see each other more than once a week. That's what's really Yeah, basically, we just want to catch up more often. Yeah, we do. So, Nathan, we've come up with a little show... Which Another show known as Feature Fridays with the Banter Boys. Yeah, boy, Feature Fridays with the Banter Boys. So yeah, we got we got a brand new show coming up. It's going to be much much shorter than this one. So it's going to come out. Uh, what do we decide every Friday? Fridays. Yeah, every Friday. Or at least the show every Friday. I mean, wherever you are in the world, work it out. You'll you'll see. But um, yeah, well, so halfway between the week, we thought, hey, I mean, also the show is called Feature Fridays. It kind of gives away the date, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um. 
It'd be so funny if we released on a Thursday just for the meme. Like, <laughs> yeah, for fun. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about movies from today. Not really review them, but just kind of talk about like just what's going on. Like you know. Yeah, totally. As well as a little catch up between us two. Throw in some banter there for good measure as usual. And yeah, yeah. just have a good old time, a good old touch base with the audience during the week. Yeah, but it's going to be driven by you guys. So like, so email in if you if there's any topics you want to chat about, like anything that's happening during the week that you want us to um you know give two cents on and just put a fun perspective on. So yeah, um you'll see links after our, our episode next week because yes. um we'll, we'll do it in between our movie reviews because we want to also so when we review a movie we're also going to want to chat about what you guys say about it afterwards so we can bring all these cool conversations we're having online actually on the air so absolutely um, so it's really important you, you keep you know writing at us all that kind of stuff because we'll put you on the show we'll have a chat about yeah it. absolutely so this show is going to be nothing without your audience input so feel free to send us emails comment on the social feeds get involved we love to include you guys so please 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 get involved as much as possible yeah and like we've got such a cool 2021 coming up we've got some some great ideas uh for guests that we really want to get on we also as a new thing um this year we really really want to um have you guys keep running the show so we've decided that for our movie roster this year we want it to be pretty much mostly chosen by the listeners so we're going to do a thing we'll call it like listener letters or something like that we'll make up our mind next week but <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll get emails of like suggestions that you guys uh that you want to write in about movies you want us to review and we'll just do them so yeah absolutely because our list is getting a little bit low now brent we've kind of done nearly all the classics we wanted to do so we thought hey let's let's have the listeners run the show for once and yeah basically we just ran out of ideas and we yeah. just needed help yeah so seriously if you write in and suggest a movie there's a pretty good chance we'll do it so like let us know what you want and yeah before the pitch every week we'll we'll say who suggested what and, and talk about that movie sounds good so get ready guys have uh, get ready for such a fun 2021 it's gonna be awesome absolutely 2021 we hope is gonna be much better than 2020 which brings yeah. us back to the point of uh we hope that you all have have kept safe during 2020 thank you so much for your support this year and uh, yeah, onwards and upwards for everyone. Oh, hopefully not the film on one, am I right? 